Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about why Well of Radiance needs a nerf. Uh, don't get too angry just yet. Let me explain my case. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, you can always watch me live at saynotorage.com. You can click subscribe and the bell button. That helps me out. As well as click the join button if you want to support me directly. If you'd rather use Patreon, you can go to sntrpresents.com and the Patreon tiers there are identical to YouTube with perks in the Discord. So I know anytime I make videos like this or talks like this people get really upset they're like Lono leave my thing that I like alone and you also should know historically you know based on my channel's past I don't just want to blow holes in everything that is strong or awesome uh, you know but generally when I say something needs to be nerfed it's because it's kind of leaving its lane or it's becoming a problem and there's going to be some initial pushback there are people who are already saying listen Titan Bubble is actually better especially in Grandmaster Nightfalls well of Radiance isn't really commonly used in Grandmasters. I don't think Grandmasters are a good source of rebuttal here because Grandmasters are in a really, really odd and very one-dimensional space. Uh, I have a whole video kind of breaking down why I think the design philosophy of Grandmasters is busted because strikes were not originally designed with Grandmaster in, in, in mind. They were designed three and four years ago and it's it, the, the content in and of itself is not the best testing ground for balance because it's imbalanced content. So if you're wanting to look at the rest of the game understand that grandmasters just showed up look at the rest of the game uh well of radiance i don't think really ever should have been added now i'll concede that the titan bubble makes this conversation more complicated it's not as easy as saying there's only one super like this and we need to take aim at it i don't think the titan bubble should have come back either but at the very least titan bubble requires you to make a choice you stay in it to be defensive or you leave it to be offensive and well of radiance doesn't require any of that it just gets to do both at the same time which is sort of the foundation of the problem but let's talk about a couple of things about it first it's not a choice in 90 percent of endgame aspirational content if you're trying to survive or do lots of damage it's not a choice that's where i'm going to start next i'm going to talk about maybe changing it instead of nerfing it i don't think the idea here is just to turn it into a weaker version of itself make it different give it different utility and then i'm going to end with some possible ideas so let's just start with it's not a choice up, up to the point when grandmaster nightfall showed up this was not a choice. If you went into Reckoning, a raid, a dungeon, you know, a, a piece of content like where you were trying to get Whisper of the Worm or you were trying to get the Outbreak perfected, Well of Radiance, out of the nine available supers to the Warlock, was the super to choose virtually every time. The fact that people are running Grandmaster Nightfalls and doing like a Perma Invis or a Titan Bubble doesn't really land on the discussion because you're basically saying Warlocks are non-existent in Grandmasters for a lot of the strategy, which... If you have to go to such an extreme measure, you're already proving kind of the point that there's a problem right now, not just with Grandmasters, but with Well of Radiance. So, subclass selection for endgame aspiration feels very rote. It feels very automatic. We're just going to pick this. Even in Grandmasters, there's just a couple of builds that people are generally gravitating towards because not all of the supers or subclasses are even worth using. Now, I do want to say a lot of folks are going to be like, dude, you know, Well of Radiance is already bad. It's already bad in PvP. Almost nobody uses it. I think it's okay to have subclasses that are definitely geared more towards PvP versus PvE. I, I, you know, I think it's okay to say some of the Dawnblade versions of itself are clearly built for aggressive PvP combat and not necessarily built for PvE. I'm actually okay with that. I think subclasses and skill trees could be, I think, 
more robust and, and more full if we really really took on that idea that it's okay to have it's okay to have a subclass that's primarily built for PvP. So I don't think Well of Radiance, in its in its design or conception, any of the perks, whether it's just the guiding flame striking an enemy punch thing, uh, or the fact that like the super itself is very stationary, survival damage based, it just doesn't seem focused on the PvP flow of combat. Now, this could be the 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 the, the presence of Well of Radiance as well as Titan Bubble could be why Reckoning and Grandmaster Nightfalls have such a flat feeling. Uh, you know, Bungie's making endgame encounters now and it seems like they have well of radiance in their mind especially if you look at the prophecy dungeon boss i don't know if we want to have every boss from here through beyond light through witch queen all the way to lightfall do you really want to spend the next three years always going into endgame encounters with bubble well bubble well because all you know that's what that's kind of how the design you know of the of the of the fights are also do you want to go and spend the next three years fighting bosses that always run away with you because that's basically the only way Bungie can weaken the efficacy of titan bubble or well of radiance when one super basically does everything, I think it needs to be looked at. So let's talk about changing it instead of nerfing it. I actually think it would be better to change this super to do different things or to offer different benefits rather than just going in and saying, oh, we're going to give you less survival or we're going to give you less of a damage buff or we're going to give the time, we're going to lower the timer. I don't think that's the that's that's the best course of action. Just nerfing it, uh, nerfing the protection or the damage buff is a hammer instead of a wrench. I don't want to just hammer it down I'd rather go in with a wrench and say, are there things we can do to Well of Radiance to make it worth using, but not make it the go-to every single time? One of the easiest things they could do, and I know people are going to be like, well, this is basically a nerf, Lono. It is, but it's not just hammering it down and making it weak. It's removing a benefit that feels unnecessary. I don't think the damage buff is necessary. If it was purely support, I think that would be a better course of action for the super. If it was more about, hey, this is going to help us survive. Again, the presence of a super that allows a team to just sort of stand there and survive is problematic for endgame boss design. It sort of sets them up to be like, well, we have to shower them with damage because Well of Radiance exists. If, if you don't shower them with damage, then they're just going to use all these other supers. It's kind of how Reckoning was designed for the super spam of Tether, Nova with Skull, the Dire Ahamkara, and Well with Phoenix Protocol. And then obviously Orpheus rigs on Tether. They designed Reckoning for how strong we were and how often we could get our supers. And I don't know if you want to let Well of Radiance and even the Titan Bubble become this giant problem for all future endgame boss design. Here are some possible ideas and things they could consider. If it's purely support based and it's only based on healing, you could even tweak it to say if there's six people in it, that lowers the timer. It's draining. You're actually draining it while you're standing in it. It's a source of healing and a source of power that would be really, really good for certain environments. But in raids, especially all six people standing in it would be a source of like, yeah, it's going to get drained pretty, pretty, pretty quickly. That would allow them to not be so, oh, we have to make every boss fight a relay race and be like, well, no, the super is helpful and effective, but it's a little bit more short-lived it tends to feel like it just lasts for forever the more people that are in it the faster it drains i think would be a potential way to curb it down 
You'd also have to maybe look at Empowering Rift then, because if you just turn it into pure healing base, they could throw down an Empowering Rift and essentially achieve the same one-size-fits-all strategy of we're buffing our damage and we're keeping ourselves alive. Empowering Rifts could be more about quicker ability regen, quicker reload, quicker handling. You basically stand in it and just everything's really, really fast. Uh, there's that Rift in Valorant that kind of does that. When you stand in it, everything's quicker for you. They could change the Empowering Rift to not be about a damage buff, but to still be a buff to the player that is quote-unquote empowering you uh so it could get weaker if there's more people in it run out faster you could tweak it to be less one size fits all and also just by and large i think rethink damage buffs generally when we approach destiny right now i think there's maybe too many damage buffs and debuffs and things that can be stacked on top of each other and so our loadouts and our subclass choices become very automatic you're like yeah we'll just do this We'll just we'll just throw this on them, debuff them, buff them, and then bam, 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 bam. We do tons of damage. The last idea I have that people are going to call me crazy, but this might be fun. It might be incredibly stupid. I thought you could make it act like the touch of malice, where standing in the well of radiance could be high risk. Uh, high reward when you're standing in the well of radiance the longer you're in there the damage you're slowly taking damage from the fire you're literally standing in fire but while you're on fire you're doing damage it's 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 an offensive very aggressive damage buff okay it's ticking away at your health and the lower you get the more you get the, the more of a buff you get right it could it could sort of crescendo at a point where you're like i gotta get out i gotta get out i gotta jump or whatever that could lead to the you know high risk high reward situation that would make it i think a f- more fun but maybe more offensive super i think the biggest danger here would be people would just put it next to a bubble and you could just dip in and out and essentially create another big problem which is you're just melting bosses with a well of radiance cuz it's hurting your feet and you're getting tons of damage but then you're dipping in and out of a bubble um and again I think when we look at the bubble, when we look at oppressive darkness, tether, well of radiance, Bungie should consider moving away from just giving us buff debuff abilities because that turns everything into a damage exchange and there's no utility, there's no function, there's no form. It's stand here and do a damage trade. I wonder if maybe stasis is their first sort of foray into freezing, slowing, trap setting, and that could lead to other supers getting a retooling and a rework to say we want supers and abilities to be less focused on pure damage because we've we've talked about that with weapons as well. It's kind of boring to always chase you know rampage or swashbuckler or multi kill clip or kill clip. They're just damage perks. They're not. There's no function. There's no form. There's no pow. And I think we should be looking more into what does it do? What utility does this offer? I don't think Well of Radiance is the only super that needs looked at. I just think it's become a one-size-fits-all super that has, over the years, I think just its presence has caused a lot of problems with endgame boss design, endgame encounter design. Bubble is at least somewhat kept in check, but it also is problematic. I kind of wish both supers didn't exist and supers were more focused on different benefits and then boss fights could be more interesting and better designed. I think the reckoning effect has certainly taken place in a lot of the endgame. So, as with all of my content, we're going to transition to Q&A and VIP call-ins. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. 
Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my video about Well of Radiance needing a nerf. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com. That'll bring you to the YouTube channel where you can click subscribe, the bell button. Uh, You can always click join, too, to become a paying member on YouTube that supports me directly. If you'd rather use Patreon, you can go to SNTRPresents.com, and the tiers are identical. So we are going to be jumping right in today into Q&A. Might get a little spicy about the fact that we had a bit of a debate in between the video and the Q&A where we were uh, kind of talking about Well of Radiance as well as Bubble needing to be retooled or reworked as well uh, as well as giving opportunity for the other supers to be tweaked and buffed and raised. I don't want to just absolutely decimate and slam down Bubble and Well. I want to lower them so they're not so automatic and then raise the others uh, at the same time. So, Ryro says, I don't want to see Well get completely gutted. What would you think of keeping the healing buff and replacing the damage buff with ability damage and recharge buffs for the team? Again, I think if you allow supers to grab too many benefits, it becomes a problem. This feels like a this feels like a grab bag. It feels like you're just grabbing all these other uh, all these all these other things. And so, when when you're when you're looking at all of the other supers, they generally have one job that they get to do. Um, you know, if if think of it this way. Celestial Nighthawk, Chaos Reach, uh, and Code of the Missile. They all generally have the same theme. High damage, one-off. Just wham. Now, Chaos Reach lasts a little bit longer, but it's a similar idea. And then you have roaming supers like Tickle Fingers and Nova Warp and uh, Titan Slam. You know, it's meant to basically be like a force of nature. You're just kind of going through and killing everything. And so when you look at those supers, they're kind of in a nice, safe, little, happy little category. They get to do one particular thing. And then when you look at well, you're, you're saying, oh, we'll get rid of the healing buff, but then replace it. I'm sorry, you're saying get rid of the damage buff and then replace it with like ability damage or recharge buffs for the team. Why does it get to do so many things? You know, why? Why does it get to do so many things? Why isn't it just... No, this is all about support and staying alive. And people are like, well, nobody used Titan Bubble because it didn't have weapons of light, so nobody used it. It was just about survivability. Well, of course they didn't. Well of Radiance existed, so of course. Of course. You, you, most people were just going to run a well. You know, a team's just going to run well. Why would you run Bubble? You can't shoot out of it. You're stuck inside of it. Well of Radiance is in many respects a problematic super it's like when luke smith admitted the whisper of the worm should have never been put into the game it's a similar scenario it's a similar scenario where this thing is just so strong and so overwhelming nothing can really compete with it in endgame pve and I know lots of people are going to be like, but in Grandmasters, Lono, Grandmasters, most people are running bubble. Grandmaster Nightfalls are the worst place to sort of like legislate balance from. It's just absurd content. Um, bubble was here at D2 launch. Right, but I, that, that's kind of my, my point is it, it, Titan Bubble, before I know we didn't have Well of Radiance at first, Titan Bubble not getting a lot of use was mainly because... It only served one purpose. 
block damage. It, it was almost like a ripcord of like, oh no, I'm going to die. And then that's all it did. If, if, the, if, a, if a well only kept you alive and, and, and kept you healing, it would be more popular than that because you can still shoot. You can still be engaged in combat. There was literally no reason to run bubble. I'm not saying to take away bubble's damage buff. I'm saying in general, I don't think Titan bubble and I don't think Well of Radiance should be in the game. They overshadow virtually every other super. And people are like, well, somebody said this in the interim. They said, oh, so many of the bosses have so much health and they'd have to retool all those boss fights. Don't you think that a lot of these boss fights and how much health they have and how much damage they try to do to us and how they're all kind of designed in a very face tanky way. I know we've got some new fights that aren't like that, but by and large, it's been an overwhelming theme in Destiny that boss fights are very face tanky, stand here, you know, and the boss has a ton of health. A lot of that, to me, is proof they're designing endgame encounters around the existence of Well of Radiance. So... I don't have the answer. I don't always like saying something needs tweaked or nerfed or adjusted and I don't have a very good answer. I think we came up with a couple decent ones. It would it would heal the team and keep them alive, but the more people that are in it, the quicker it drains. So it's more of a short sort of, hey everybody, let's use this. This you know, Let's try to time this. This one part of the fight gets kind of crazy and you pop it and then you know the well's getting drained. Everybody gets kind of that healing buff and then, then it's gone. And then we we go back to whatever we're doing. Uh, I said, make it like Touch of Malice, where the longer you're in there, it's slowly burning you and hurting you, but you're doing more damage, so you could turn it into a high-risk, high-reward scenario where you would use it in very particular ways. You'd have to be safe, you'd have to be cognizant and more aware of your health and, and damage rhythms from the room or the boss, so it wouldn't be so mindless. Those are a couple ideas that I think might assist here and make them more specific in their use instead of so universally great um so it it's just like the conversation we've had about weapon perks it's the same conversation when you have damage and reload perks all other perks just get ignored it's like why would you mess with anything else maybe demolitionists but by and large i don't think there should be damage and reload perks either just get rid of them homogenize reload just every gun should have a decent reload speed that's in conjunction with how fast it shoots you know what I mean here I'm gonna make that one get rid of damage and reload perks like that needs to be a topic yo team Tom upgrading to VIP thank you for doing that sir We've had, we've had no new paying members today, so if you want to be the first one, click that join button. Yo, it's good. They may have come up already, but my suggestion, my biggest fear is that if well is not tweaked, it could seriously jeopardize the usage of the new stasis class in favor of it in the endgame. Right, or always feel necessary. Somebody's got to run well, and they're like, yeah. Like, let me ask you something, Okay. Those of you that are defending well and you're like, leave leave well alone, all right? Let me ask you something. Is it really fun to run well of Radiance? <laughs> Wouldn't you rather be liberated to use something else or motivated to use something else? Because well gets toned down a little bit and then some of these other supers get some love, all right? It's boring. You don't do anything with it. You put a sword down and then everybody stands in it. It's just boring, man. Like, I don't want to feel like somebody's going to have to 
get the short straw when we're playing in Beyond Light. And it's like, well, I don't want to run well. I don't want to run well. And then everybody's arguing. Well, dude, somebody's got to run well. You know, it's super helpful. And then somebody has to run the boring class. Running well is the equivalent of being the divinity person for Master Nightfalls. I don't think it should stay the same, but I find the subclass itself super fun and powerful to use. I, I don't. I don't. Maybe it's because I really attach a lot of... Um, I attach a lot of affinity and enjoyment to a super that's really fun and expressive and I think you can see this in my pattern as a behavior as a player right when when they first had trailers coming out for destiny what caught my eye Nova bomb what's my favorite super on a hunter blade barrage I love these big awesome expressive supers I love it and when I have a boring super Titan bubble boring what a freaking snooze fest well of radiance So I know the other abilities might be nice or good or useful. If the super's boring, I'm bored. You know? It's called being a team player doesn't bother me. Right, but don't you think eventually you want to try some other things out? What if there's some new exotics that come out? What if, you know, stasis comes out and you're wanting to you're wanting to experiment, but somebody has to be the team player. Somebody has to run well of radiance. I don't know. To me, I don't think that's good for end game diversity. I feel like you're constantly having to create environments and boss fights with this in mind. So we're either dealing with a boss that's big, stationary, and face tanky, or they run away from us. It's like we're, we're constantly having to design encounters with well and bubble in mind. And I think if you essentially get rid of them by either completely reworking them or changing their, their function, then you can raise the other subclasses and have a lot more diversity and variety in the end game. Avenger with the next question. Well is already strong, but I feel like the subclass is way strong as well. Infinite full health grenades and empowerment with proccing benevolent with all of them with rifts. Uh, Do you think the subclass needs reworked for now? Here's something that I, I have to admit. I'm kind of, I'm actually kind of dumb and I don't ever use divine protection. You can convert your grenade into a blessing that heals allies, targets, and drops overshield for you and your allies. Activate divine protection while gliding uh, to hover in midair. So like, I don't even use that. I use Well of Radiance and I almost never use uh, divine protection. Healing or empowering allies regenerates your grenade melee and rift energy. Yeah, again, like this is, this is a self-feeding machine, you know, that yeah, that's really, really strong. Um, so I, I, I was looking at the sub. I was looking at the super. You're talking about the subclass, which is kind of bolstering my argument that the the super, when paired with the subclass, is kind of absurd. I mean, it's just it is so much. Um, it's just so much, you know, healing utility. Um, I do. I think I think they need to completely, you know, uh, retool it and look at it. Now, if you really, really lower how strong Well of Radiance is, you could maybe leave the subclass alone and say, look, the subclass is just absurdly strong. It's great for healing. It's still amazing. Even if you lower how great Well of Radiance is, I, I think maybe you just made an argument in favor of why they wouldn't need to do much because it already is an absurdly strong subclass in addition to being one of the strongest PvE supers that there is. The subclass system is going to change anyway. That's true. They could just totally put a pin in this. They could put a pin in this and say, you know what? 
we'll we'll revisit this when we take all of the subclasses through the stasis subclass treatment because the stasis subclass is going to have all these customization options and bubbles it's not going to be like picking between just a couple of diamonds so they could just put a pin in this and say yeah we're going to rework all those supers later i'm with i'm with the one the one person in chat or the one question it might have been that said their concern stasis is going to get really really overshadowed because well is just well and bubble are still going to just be hanging out as as you know the cream of the crop for end game pve and so someone you know someone's going to have to uh as i said get the short end of the stick where where you 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 have to be the team player and run the subclass that's you know a little bit less involved less new not as exciting you know um hopefully well takes a backseat for a couple of months because stasis is that much better and balance comes later yeah that too that too um i've been eating the bars you eat for the past month very delicious stuff are you talking about the Nature Valley ones or the company that I used to work with? Because I, I don't really promote I don't really promote them anymore. Necro with the next question. Well should be removed hands down. To replace it, the warlock instead will be the well. Players within a certain range will receive benefits of the super. I think this would be better because now players are confined to one spot. I just would be curious what benefits you would give them. I like the idea of giving somebody roaming support, but what benefits would they get? Because right now you all stand together anyway, so if the benefits are identical, you're actually making the power, you're actually raising the power significantly. If I'm a mobile well, that's absurd, right? So you'd have to lower, you'd have to really, really lower or, or um, really, you'd have to rein this in. You would. So I like the idea of roaming support, but I don't like the idea of a roaming well of radiance because it's so stinking strong. Imagine you could use that in the harpy encounter or the prophecy dungeon. You would just chase the boss and have a well the whole time. I mean, depending on how long it would last. Um, So... I would I would not think you would want to give it, you know, I don't know. You you would make the situation worse if you didn't do this in a balanced way, which I think, you know, you're talking about it's more about group dynamics. Um so you you know, I think you have in your mind that this you wouldn't want to go overboard with this. It would, you know, it would be more about a uh, you know, roaming super or something that lets you heal people. Uh that could be that could destroy PVP, I don't know. Um because then you could just literally death ball through the map, chaining well of well of radiance, and then have a bunch of people that are really hard to kill that are able to move around. Um, that could get kind of problematic there too. I never want to. I never want to shoot down a good idea because of PvP though. Like I'm really hoping that we do get some semblance of an update in uh, in Beyond Light with respect to the. Um, the engine so they can make separate updates so that you know that or they can i'm sorry they can they can tweak the game tweak one side of the game without messing with the other i would really really like to see them do that because i think i think in i think in general that's that's going to continue to be a, a, gi- a giant handicap on the uh on the on the franchise if they never get to the place where they can split the sandboxes and split the adjustments then you're always going to have this oh man that's a great idea but you know and then you don't get to do it 
good ideas get get you know almost like a you know uh, uh, the drawbridge just closes immediately it's like no 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 you're gonna ruin pvp can't do that so rain the dark with well-being too game breaking i don't think it's game breaking what if bungie replaced it with sun singer without self-res i feel like that would balance things out but i'm curious about your thoughts well so it would be like it would be like Dawnblade, but with grenades basically you know what i'm saying because that's what sun singer was you could just throw grenades like crazy uh which i actually loved that i actually loved using that in the axis fight the Viking funeral buff to, to fusion grenades made the damage output kind of stupid. Um, so, if we comp- if we look at supers and their role in the end game, I think that's why this doesn't sound like a good solution. Because in general, all roaming supers feel like garbage in the end game. Like I think that's generally the problem. Hammers. Tickle Fingers, uh, Nova Warp, Spectral Blades, Titan Slam, they feel like absolute trash in the endgame. You, you, you're not killing anything, you're, ba- you're, you're, barely able to, you're barely able to get any sort of momentum with it. I mean, there was a time recently where I was using Titan Hammers, and I could not believe it. I could not believe how, how few enemies I was able to kill. I was like, this is so bad. Like, Ark... Arc staff is decent when you have on Raiden Flux and there's like an arc burn. Outside of that, most roaming supers are just, they feel so, so weak um, in the end game. A Sunsinger where all you do is throw out divine protection. I would wonder where that would be useful. Why do I need to constantly throw divine protection? I suppose you might have environments like a crota fight or something where you're just constantly keeping somebody alive or something. It's possible there's a scaling problem. It's possible there's a scaling problem where it's like how sparrows don't have enough health right now in the game. You get shot twice and the thing blows up. Like there's something wrong with the scaling of a sparrow's health. It's almost like the sparrow has health of D2 vanilla and we're going into 750 strikes where the enemies are outputting so much damage that you're you're riding on a stick of dynamite that gets shot and boom, it blows up, right? Supers may be suffering of a similar problem where maybe one of the main reasons it's always tether well bubble or celestial is because everything else goes into the end game and doesn't scale properly your weapons and your damage output scale properly which is why you would just use a well or or a bubble because it's buffing your weapons so it's like if maybe that's the problem maybe hammers aren't scaling right it's like they're not doing enough damage they just feel like absolute trash in the end game Roaming supers should deal a flat percentage to enemies, not on bosses, obviously. Yeah, I think that might fix it. I, I think that might be... We may have we may have deduced one of the potential problems here is that all roaming supers don't scale properly, so you just you do garbage damage as soon as you get into any endgame deltas. I think another issue with well is that you aren't stuck with using it constantly. You can pop and shoot and get the same benefits. Other supers make you stay in them for the duration. Bubbles the same way. Right, because somebody brought up um, you know, Chaos Reach. And it's like, Chaos Reach's damage 
it it probably isn't enough while you're in chaos reach your entire team is sitting there just emptying xenophage while getting buffed from a well so it's like you're you're automatically going to fall behind cuz chaos reach takes you out of the out of the 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 battlefield as it were for a little while um i don't think it's because roaming supers are weak and encounters are not designed with them in mind too i think it's a bit of both rain i think it's a bit of both if I go in a dungeon and there's this big huge area with majors and trash ads, I should be able to say you know what, this encounter would be great for a roaming super, it'd be great for a roaming super, I'm gonna be able to kill all these guys, but what I end up doing is, is I look at all the guys and I'm like, I, I, I'm not gonna use a roaming super, I'm gonna throw seven hammers and kill two people like it just isn't, I'm being, I'm being hyperbolic it's not that extreme, but that's how it feels you feel like you pop your super and you throw a bunch of nerf footballs. And it's like, what is this? So you could create encounters that would motivate us. I think a really good example is, okay, I don't like Gambit Prime, but I think Gambit Prime is a good example of putting me into a position where I think a roaming super, if it was strong, would be good here. Why? A constant flow of majors and trash ads. Do you see? It's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use a roaming super here. This is gonna be really, really helpful. But it's always just trash ads, ads, majors, big, huge boss. I don't think we want to replicate Leviathan too much, but Leviathan might have been onto something. I think it was Rexus that said his favorite encounter was Gauntlet because he could go weapons and super free. Why? There's no boss. So he can go more weapons free and use his heavy and use his super because it's just a rhythm of adds and majors without some crescendo boss fight you're saving all your big stuff for. So there could be room for encounters that are like, we don't need one big baddie. We could have a couple of little baddies or, or, or a couple of mini boss baddies. And then that would make you feel like you might want to run a roaming super. It splits the team up more. So you're not feeling like everybody's just going to stand in a well or a bubble. There is, you can attack this from both sides, 100%. My concern right now is that their main way of attacking this is creating encounters where the enemy runs away. And it's like, I just feel like that's going to get freaking old. You know? Yeah, Vault is a really good example. I actually, in that discussion with Rexus, I actually said Vault was one of my favorite encounters in Last Wish for that reason. What's good, Latin Marksman? I also like uh, Shuro Chi. Because it's all about the chase and chaining supers. It's not standing in a well. Now, well obviously comes into play because you end up on that plate and you want to kind of survive. But it does feel like there's a little bit more diversity uh, in those environments. I feel like people were running Dawnblade and stuff in Shirochi and we saw more variety. I was watching one of your vids from three years ago and I like that you were Lono got a gun. You should have kept that. Yeah, I dropped it. I just dropped it and went to Lono. Nagi with the next question. If Well of Radiance loses its damage buff, healing capabilities, and only prevented the people in it to die, would that still be too powerful? I mean, this is related to what we just talked about, right? This is what we related. This is related to what we just talked about. The idea that encounters, if you design encounters to motivate this super use, it's just a face tank, you know, 
it's just a face tank it's just freaking stand here and try and do your absolute best you know not to die and this is this is the most effective way uh, to do it So, yeah, I mean, the, the whole got a gun thing, yeah, might not be exactly, people not might like that name <laughs> these days, even though I cover, ga- you know, games that are shooters. Um, yeah, when I look at this, I, I, I sense the same problem. You're just basically making the team invincible for a period of time, which would you would then have encounters that would promote that, right? Yeah, stand in front of this boss, and he's going to absolutely bake you with damage. Well, no, he's not. Just put down a well. You see, <laughs> it's it's like one necessitates the other. I'll give you an example from Call of Duty World at War. Everybody ran Juggernaut. So you had, you had to run the perk that increased your gun damage. There was, it was like one was one necessitated the other. You had to counteract Juggernaut in World at War by running a perk on any gun that you used. You had to run the perk that gave your gun the the slight increase of damage to cancel out the, uh, to cancel it out. This is a similar scenario. If you give people the ability to stand in a well and be invincible, you're gonna have to create encounters that set that situation up. Yeah, it was stopping power. Thank you. I couldn't remember the name of it. Juggernaut necessitated stopping power. So it was really lame. It was like, I I have to pick stopping power. There were other things to pick from, but Juggernaut ran was just rampant. It was everywhere. And if everyone's running Juggernaut and everyone's running Stopping Power, now all of a sudden I feel like I have to run Juggernaut. Because everybody I'm fighting is running Stopping Power in response to everybody running Juggernaut. So if you can make the entire team invincible, they're going to have to set up encounters that promote that response. What if you stand in the well too long and eats at your health? I put that idea in my video. I said, what if it was like Touch of Malice and the longer you were in there, you slowly started to lose health like it was burning you, but you were channeling that flame as as a damage buff. So it would be like a high risk, high reward. Like, all right, go, go, get out, get out, get out. Oh my gosh, we're going to die. We're going to die. Like it would create some intensity as opposed to being so thoughtless. Just stand here and you're invincible, you know? It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. You could have people really take it all the way there. All the way there and be like, "Oh man, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to literally sacrifice myself because I'll get I'll get all that extra damage at the end. I'll shoot off one last shot and then you guys can res me." You know? Yeah, or yeah, short. I said they could shorten the time of it depending on how many people are in it. So when you're in a raid, Well of Radiance has a, a shorter duration because everybody's piling in it. could drop another well yeah i mean that too i mean you just could just chain it king keys if well gets nerfed do you believe a simple workaround would be uh would be enough or does it have to go deeper also do you think the titan bubble could follow suit yeah i think we've kind of went round and round on this already you know i think they both uh i think they both need to be addressed be magic we have changed Q&A on YouTube you have to be a paying member or a Patreon uh, to submit questions 
it's just something we did because of trolls and haters and it's it's kind of refined Q&A to be smaller and more uh, more about quantity, uh, quality over quantity so unfortunately I cannot open up the floodgates to let anybody submit questions like we did on Twitch we're kind of in a different time um people would just use more than one well if you lessen the timer I mean maybe but you're not always going to run in with six with six warlocks. You're going to have to bring in other people, you know. Literally, well is the only good thing warlocks have. And people are asking for a nerf. I'm confused. Well, number one, you're ignoring how good Slova is and how good Devour is. Those are actually really strong builds. There's also some really strong arc builds for PvP. So that's that's a bit of an overstatement. Also, we're not saying just nerf well. I want some of the under other underutilized supers and subclasses to be buffed as well. B magic must be super delayed. He didn't hear me tell him how it works. Uh Yixel says quite a few subclasses feel like they have only one viable option for anything endgame such as tether for void hunters and bubble for void titans do you feel that the other subclasses need nerfs as well or would you consider trying to make other options more enticing yeah i think you need to it's it's a bit of a both and thing you got you have to make the others worth using and and we need to we again it's it's this is a really really complex topic because we do have to concede that sometimes a subclass and a super is just really really built for PVP combat. PVP combat is very unique and different than PVE combat and some solutions are just going to land on PVP you know differently, you know. Um getting return super energy and the speed that they gave you know bottom tree bottom tree dawn you know you're fast your super lasts a long time you know now they could again if they could separate the sandboxes they could make this to where it felt stronger and better and maybe more viable in pve but i do think sometimes you're 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 going to have a you know, spectral blades blade dancer these are these are supers that traditionally Golden Gun without Celestial is just it's just clearly built for a PvP environment. It's built for that rhythm of combat. You're going to have supers that were that that seem like they were built for that environment. And I don't think that's necessarily a problem, but I definitely think you could look at some of them and say nobody is using some of these ever, you know. You got to realize that ad clear supers are useless because of the weapons that we have. It's either high single target D- t- single target DPS or survivability support focused. Well, and that's why I feel like if you created content where your guns were good, but a roaming super would be better. If you buffed roaming supers in PVE, you know, loot crate's not closing. I talked to them today and ordered my destiny box. Oh, I might have to do that. Yeah, I think you have to you have to create an environment where that's not true anymore. You have to create an environment where a roaming super feels like a viable option, and I think you have to do that from both sides. You've got to do that from both sides. You've got to create environments. You know, what Destiny box? Loot crate still alive and well. They fired for, filed for Chapter Eleven a long time ago, but they're still alive and well. And uh, I think somebody bought them. Anyway, they have a Destiny crate that you can buy. 
Uh, I don't know when it'll start shipping. You usually have to buy those and wait like two months to start getting them. So. Chapter 11. They filed chapter 11. That's a bankruptcy. So. I don't think you can just make roaming supers better. I think Avenger is in some respects touching on the fact that you can't just make roaming supers better in PvE. You, you, You have to... Uh, you have to um, create environments where you feel like, yeah, my weapons aren't as good as a roaming super. Certain affinity reveals ongoing partnership with 343 Inf- Industries on Halo in- uh, Infinite. Wait, who who is certain affinity? Is the crate any good? I've not looked at it. Bradley, Well of Radiance is a staple of raid teams for boss DPS, so rather than a nerf, perhaps it could be rebalanced to have less aggressive healing, but do something like insta-res a down teammate, without consuming a res token or waiting for a timer. Um, yeah, here's the Destiny crate. Wait, that's not the Destiny crate. How do I see it? You need to sign in before continuing? Okay. I don't, are they showing anything? It doesn't look like they're showing anything. It says Destiny Crate. Uh, one year sign up bonus. The tra- uh, you get a traveler figure and then visit existing destinations. It I don't it doesn't really say. Wait, every three months, unbox a surprise crate of exclusive and officially licensed collectibles, gear, apparel, and more from Destiny Universe. So this is different than the ones they've done before. Usually, it's a one-time crate. This is like the Deadpool crate. Every three months, you're going to get Destiny stuff. Um, Now, is it $50? Oh, it's $50 for one crate. uh, Or you can do $200 looking uh, for the year, basically. So... There, but you don't see what you're getting. It, it's just it, you get you're obviously you're going to get apparel because they want to know your shirt size. Five to seven exclusive apparel items. As this looks like so. Um, Halo has. Uh, there's another one. Certain Affinity Games Halo. So Certain Affinity. I don't. But I don't know what Certain Affinity is. You have to give me some details, Weezy. You're just posting links that I can't click on right now because I'm in the middle of Q and A. Um, so, you know, if it's less aggressive healing or insta reza down teammate, I, yeah, the, the insta reza down teammate, I think the only problem with that is, is once a team gets pretty good, um, they, they're, they're just fine to, to, to manage res tokens. So then that super is kind of dead in the water, you know? It's 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 completely dead in the water. You 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 if your if your team's decent at managing your res tokens, then no one's gonna run this super. For for oh, I can insta res a down teammate or something. Certain affinity made the multiplayer for Halo Two anniversary. So are they? I mean, it sounds like they might be a good company to have their hands on Halo. I mean, I don't know. They're a small helper studio, basically. They've helped with Halo since pretty much Halo 2, doing combat packs, map packs, and getting more uh, roles as time 
has gone on. They have a few ex-Bungie devs from way back in the day, like Halo 1 and 2 days. They've helped with Halo for practically forever, from my understanding. Cool. Um. Loot Crate showed it looked like it was going to be one crate for each planet in Beyond Light. Earth, Europa, Moon, and Nessus. Oh yeah, it did. Yeah, you're going to get a crate theme each time. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I don't know if I'm about to drop $200 on a freaking year of Destiny crates, though. It's a lot of dadgum money. Um, maybe before maybe before I got canceled. Uh, the Raz says, maybe replace it with the Mercy-type ultimate before her rework. Res all downed players in an area and buff people who are alive. Not a well, but like a pulse... Uh, from WLOK just spitballing it's hard to make a replacement or nerf that will be useful but not break mechanics with how the subclass is themed um yeah I don't know resing a bunch of downed teammates as I kind of just told the previous person if you're managing your, your res as well um I, I, do you it, it, I feel like this super is going to be dead in the water. How often are you in a scenario where a bunch of your teammates go down and you're going to like, you know what I mean? Oh, let's get them all back. It's like, well, no, if you're managing your reses and your tokens just fine, then that super becomes really, really irrelevant to lots of teams. You know, it'd be great for LFG groups. Yeah, maybe. It's all about healing and empowering, not just healing. True, true. You didn't get canceled. You were put on a timeout. Get it right. Yeah, I guess that's true. Can't really cancel me since I'm still around, right? <laughs> so, anyway, next question. Hitman. I know you disagree with this, Lono. But I still feel that encounters need to take into consideration the supers in this game. And Bungie needs to think about that when they're... Uh, they're not having players congregate for a DPS phase. You don't think that's a better alternative than nerfing? Well, I mean, I, I like it's a yes and no. You know, it's a yes and no. Yes, I would like to see encounters that don't have us just standing and shooting a boss, but I kind of think sometimes there's room for that. It's okay to have a damage phase. It's okay to have. You know, uh, now it's time to shoot the boss in the face. I think it's okay to do that. That's a, that's a that's a that's a part of Destiny's identity. I don't want every encounter to be like that, but I also don't want every encounter to feel like a dadgum cross country race where I'm running across an entire area chasing the boss, like the harpy or the pit of uh, or the prophecy boss. So for me, it's like yes and no. I don't want every single boss fight taking this into consideration so we never have any other phases where we're standing there an idea why not retool it like it's a two prong like the bubble you could tap for well or hold weapons to charge the sword and launch it at the boss to do big damage and weaken the boss to the fire team yeah I don't know about that I mean it's still we're still thinking in the realm of damage damage buff debuff like we're still thinking on the same spectrum of influence it's like coming up with new reload and damage perks it's like you're still creating reload and damage perks you're still cre- you're perpetuating an existing problem so ashen hollow says 
if they take away well wouldn't the warlock class require a rework it has no team support other than well which i despise i want debuffs right I, I, like this is actually a good point that i didn't consider that if you if you if you take away the the support excuse me i had to had to stretch if you take away the support nature of well of radiance then the warlocks don't have any any support so if we look at the three support supers tether bubble and well it's it's like first second and third place well is the best bubble second best and then tether well tether and bubble are kind of like different functions different forms um so i if i'm if i'm looking at the support roles i would just say rein in the ones that are maybe a little bit too strong and and still have them be worth using I would still want Well of Radiance to be a very viable option for endgame environments and environments where you're trying to survive and, and trying to support your team. Um, but I, 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 I also want the other supers that don't get almost any presence in the endgame, like some love. And I don't think you can give them love. I don't think there's room to breathe. There's no room to breathe. Like, parallel this to the Ikelos shotgun. How are you going to unseat the Ikelos shotgun or the recluse? How are you going to unseat them? You would have had to make other weapons even stronger. That's called power creep. All of a sudden, boom, powerful. Now that you've made those weapons stronger than the Ikelos and the recluse, what are you going to do next time? Well, you got to do it again. 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 So it would be a seesaw of power of power swapping that keeps going up and up and up and up and up. It's a similar situation. You're never going to buff a roaming super right now to make it as good as as well of radiance unless you make the roaming super absurdly strong and then that's that's a problem, right? Now it's now it's you've got power creep. You have a super stronger than it was originally intended to be. Ikelos shotgun was stronger than it was originally intended to be because it was la- it launched as a heavy weapon and it continued to function as a heavy weapon. And it, it functioned as more than just a heavy weapon. It was a heavy weapon on top of a on top of an archetype that was too effective. Like rapid fire shotguns were just too effective. They dealt damage, you know, so so quickly. You take that and you put that on top of the you know the undercurrent problem of the Icolos is that it was originally a heavy weapon and it was still functioning as one. So in a similar vein, you the only way you are going to give room to other weapons in that area, in that lane of secondary energy, the only way to make room was to trim that one down a little bit. It was like when they trimmed down damage perks. You suddenly felt like you could run demolitionist because a damage perk didn't feel necessary. It's like, yeah, I don't need it. I don't I don't have to run a damage perk. They've been reined in a little bit. They allowed the perk pool to breathe just a little bit. Now damage perks and reload perks are still the go-to because there aren't enough other options that really matter. And in this scenario, you're in a very, very similar spot. It's like there's just not a lot of reasons to to use the others, and so everybody gravitates towards the one. Robert Duty says, if you consider getting rid of well going back to Radiance from D1, just having infinite healing nade and super move speed could be very heavy support super that's not OP but flexible. This is one where I struggle to see when I would need to do this. Um, when am I going to need to spam healing nades? 
Because number one, that takes me out of the damage pool. So the entire time I'm throwing these healing nades, I'm not damaging the boss. So when I ran Radiance in Destiny 1 in Wrath of the Machine, I threw all of my fusion grenades at the boss and got crazy amounts of damage. If you take yourself out of the damage pool to spam your teammates with heals, what kind of an environment would that be even a, a, a good strategy? It had to be an environment where the enemy, the, the team is standing on like a damage over time or something like they have to stand in Vex Milk or they have to stand on Lava or something for every raid go forward you already have some bracers yeah, I, I, this doesn't this doesn't seem like it would actually ever have really good utility, it sounds cool but then I think in practice who's gonna, who's gonna wanna do this and if you literally create an environment where people feel like they have to run this super and spam their team with healing aids, you're back to the reckoning effect. You're creating content around one particular ability. You create the ability for somebody to spam healing aids, and because you create that ability, you have to create encounters that promote that 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 behavior and that super usage. So I think that would be, I think that would be, uh, that'd be my concern. Ashen hollow says, do you feel well? And one phasing also is done so much to one phase and alleviate the game's RNG ammo economy. Hang on. You're, you've, you're missing words here. This isn't complete. It doesn't feel like, do you feel well in one phasing? Also is done so much to one phase and alleviate the game's RNG ammo economy. Yeah, there's like seven seven missing words here. So there's some this stuff's not connecting here. Um, I don't know what you're trying to communicate. Um, yeah, you messed this up, Ashen. Uh, try to clarify for me in the chat, and then I'll I'll I'm gonna move on to LL. Uh, well, let me try and figure out what you're saying. It's done so much. To one phase and leave. Okay, okay, okay. Are you saying that is well basically tied to everybody being able to one phase and is one phasing essentially a way for people to alleviate bad ammo economy because you don't have to worry about replenishing your ammo because you kill the guy in one phase? I, I, I'm, I'm deducing that that's where you're going. Um, yes, okay. So I believe that Well of Radiance does somewhat go hand in hand with you know one phasing there's other things that go hand in hand with one phasing oppressive darkness grenades uh titan bubble right you're 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 having all these things stacking up so that one phase becomes the standard and we love one phasing because anytime i two phase a boss what am i doing i am scrounging around praying that i get heavy one of the most recent times we've done garden of salvation I couldn't get heavy back. I emptied my heavy into the boss, and now it's time to run it again, and I don't get any heavy back. So the ammo economy is certainly, I think, related to people's frustrations with everything needs to be a one phase. I One phase as an expectation, I think, is largely related to the fact we don't have hard mode. We have normal, and that's it. That's all we got. Um, 
when you spend 24 hours trying to beat ng7 gale with a level one broken sword well this happens there you go could get heavy drop buffs one phasing stops me from spending uh, hours doing one encounter. Limited revives mean someone will die before second phase most times. I mean, I just think in general, it's 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 clear that raids in their inception were never designed with one phase being the normative experience. The normal experience being a one phase was never in their mind. Why? Because once you went over to hard mode, you were you were almost never one phasing anything. It was really, really difficult because they're, you know, it was just harder. Their health went up. The game isn't ready or in a state to nerf well without increasing other pain points. All has to be addressed at the same time. Well, they were getting rid of an awful lot of the game and introducing new stuff, so maybe this could be a turning point where that well doesn't feel so necessary. Um, sorry, I'm late. Oh, you're good. You're not late. What's to keep people from just running through content with only a heavy weapon if you have more ways of having heavy? Well, I mean, you're this is this is always one of those things where I'm talking about a particular situation and then you you come to a conclusion that I didn't come to. I didn't say that you should be able to get so much heavy that you literally run through content and your your primary weapon is the Xenophage. Like I never said that. I I'm not asking for that. When you go through an entire phase and you satisfy add rhythm mechanic rhythm and then do a bunch of damage to the boss and then you do it all over again a bunch of ads come out you kill them you satisfy a mechanic you kill some more ads and you don't get your ammo back the 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 problem with that is is the rhythm of combat and the rhythm of enemies is dissonant from the rhythm of power that you're being given. There's a reason that usually after an entire phase, you have your super back. Why? Because the game is set up in such a way that rhythmically, by the time you're done with a handful of waves of ads, and it's time to go back at the boss again, you, you mysteriously get your super back almost in time with that, in sync with that. So there's a clear combat rhythm that, you know, getting your super back is somewhat in, in, uh, in, in sync with. But ammo is totally RNG. I can go into a second phase and have four bricks on the ground that I don't even need. You know what I mean? I'm just saying the question, since I could see that being a problem, if we could just load up on heavy all the time, I agree we need more heavy drops. The reason it would not affect linear content like strikes, hey shiz, is because you can't keep going back and getting the ammo. A lot of times when I'm playing a strike and heavyweights on, I'm leaving bricks behind. I'm just like, and, I, and I'm being a little bit more aggressive with my heavy because I see the bricks on the ground, but then I move forward and that's kind of the end of it. You're not constantly able to loop back. You're not constantly being able to like loop back and grab grab the heavy and bring it with you. It's not like I'm dragging a, a, a wheelbarrow behind me and it's got like extra, you know, extra bricks for me for later. Uh, you know, you have to leave them behind. So you got Arc Singe Brawler and Grounded now for strikes. LL Brood says, Hey Lono, what if well wasn't a well? but instead a warlock slams down their sword and a wave of fire goes across a circular area. This would give people in the radius a damage buff, maybe, and very buff shields. 
this would be a random this would be a one time burst um I don't I don't necessarily this doesn't sound so like oh it'd be so you would just do it one time you would get like an overshield and a temporary damage buff oh I kind of like this yeah 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 I, I I'm picking up what you're putting down it's basically like a titan slam wham and then you get like a couple you get an overshield and obviously the overshield is going to go away once you start getting shot and and then and then you get like a damage buff for so many seconds or something because you already get that empowerment when he punches people anyway you know what i mean not really changing anything with that idea it would no it is it'd be a lot more momentary it would be a lot more momentary you would rein it in it would still be a support it would still be a support class right it would still be good for the team you would still see it showing up but it wouldn't be this invincible like we just get to stand here for forever we're basically invincible and we can do tons of damage you know You aren't because you aren't standing in it, so you can't crutch it. Well, also think about how this would work in some of the new boss fights. Everybody'd gather around, wham, you'd buff them, and then you'd be on the chase. You'd be chasing the harpy, you'd be doing whatever. So it would give a little bit more mobility to the super, but it wouldn't be so eternal. It's just so long. It's so long. I think it'd be easier to, to-, to like trim it down. It'd be exciting too. I think I think it'd be cool. Like it'd be like wham, like everybody gets it. Kind of like Lucio from Overwatch. I'm not familiar uh, with Lucio. I know you know break it down. You know I know I I know who that is, but I don't I don't know his abilities that well. So yeah, I think this is a good one. I like this. Um, this would be a good evolution of the super. Don't destroy it. Don't completely invalidate it, but turn it into something that's you know. That's in a better. Uh, that's in a better lane. Man said Lucio, Lucio. Is it Lucio, Lucio? What the frick? I don't know. <laughs> I don't play. I've not played Overwatch in probably two to three years. Lucio. I'm sorry. To all Lucio mains out there, I apologize. Uh, resurrect. The problem with well is how faster it can heal you than take damage. What if it worked like Titan Bubble? You need to step out and back in of an overshield uh, like Saint Helm, and it could pulsate the grenade ability Divine Protection. You know, it's I. I think if I'm comparing your idea to LL Brood's idea, Brood's idea is respecting the essence and the spirit of what Well of Radiance does, but it's. It's trimming it down, like you're kind of like trimming down the uh, the hedges a little bit. You know, you're putting into a nice little little more reasonable area. Um, it's he's Lucio is Brazilian, so I think Lono actually pronounced it right. I'm telling you, I thought it was Lucio. Anyway, uh, well, Lucio might be the Italian's pronunciation. Anyway, uh. Yeah, so this here, what I I don't feel like you're changing enough. If I have to shuffle my feet, but it's essentially the same thing. You know what I mean? If all I have to do is shuffle my feet, then you haven't really changed the the, the, the problem. The problem is we're just basically thoughtlessly standing there and doing, you know, 
and and having and just doing a ton of damage and we're basically invincible. So I, I think if I compare your idea to Brood's idea, I think Brood's idea like brings it forward, you know, gives it a gives it a new sense and a new oomph, and it respects essentially what it, you know, what it uh, what it does. So, Mister Frugal, could the Sunsinger come back with Viking funeral and healing nades and damage buff and resistance and grenade damage being able to stack like the solar flare burning separately each? What I would do with this is make people choose between healing and damage. If you want to bring back the Viking Funeral Damage Nade build that I ran in Wrath of the Machine, go ahead and bring it back. Because now it's a roaming super focused on boss damage. So, like, it's not like Dawnblade. It's, it's got its own identity. It's like, nah, it's not Dawnblade. This is, this is going to be good for boss damage. And you got to pick between that and healing. So you're either supporting your team with a bunch of healing nades, which there could be encounters where that's meta, you know, and there could be encounters where you're like, no, it makes way more sense to pop those nades and make them damage-based and go after the boss. Um, it, I think the biggest danger with this with this decision, um, the biggest danger with this with decision is you're turning you're turning it into just another roaming super that would be very similar to Dawnblade, just running around throwing nades instead of running around and throwing you know a, a sword. So, I think that'd be my only concern is that the end result here would be you just homogenized to some degree all of the solar supers for Warlock. This is why I think what Brood came up with makes the most sense because it's like. It's still this like slam the ground, boom! You do it in a moment. You gotta wait for everybody to get there. Because um, what do you do now? You slam the well, and eventually everybody comes over, and it lasts so long. I mean, people are popping this thing so dadgum early. You know, <laughs> it's like ah, it's fine. You know, it lasts longer. It lasts longer than the you know the damage phase of the boss. It's it's, it's they've they've made they've made damage phases so short that that well outlives the damage phase itself um my idea is mostly so you don't sit in one spot for 20 seconds i feel like it could be such a fun super with your idea because you could be in encounters where all right everybody come over here come on come on come on come on you know the majors are coming out you know the next phase is coming out everybody gathers wham and you slam them and they run off and they go do you know they go get in these fights it would take on an, a more active presence instead of what it is now is hold it, hold it, hold it. Boss damage, well, come stand here. I want to see more supers have an active presence in the game where you do consider using a roaming super. You do consider using your super before the boss shows up because it has a purpose. There's a there's a there's an efficiency that it's that it's helping you you net as a you know as a as a player. Biography, real name, Lucio Correa Dos Santos, age 26, occupation, DJ Freedom Fighter, base of operations, Brazil, affiliations, none. So, there you go. Somebody just looked up his, his, uh, his, his profile. We'll have to take a look at his, his, his passport next. <laughs> As if it's a real person. Make Phoenix Protocol extended for the wearer? Yeah, you'd have to retune, you'd have to retune Phoenix, Yeah. 
you would do the slam and it would you could perpetuate your own buff by getting kills um that you know that could be a really really fun build for for ad control um you know so if if we're if we're wanting to change it without just nerfing it into the ground i always think evolution is the key evolve it like respect its essence and respect what it's intended to do but evolve it now what will we do with the titan bubble then i just don't know i really really don't um you know, it's it's. I, I think the Titan Bubble is just really, really tough because I think the spirit of the Ward of Dawn was born in Destiny One, where there was so much like, oh my gosh, panic moment, panic bubble. We gotta hide. We gotta dip in here. And I feel like in Destiny Two, we're having less of those moments, so it becomes literally just another way to buff the team. You know, it's like yeah, just put a bubble down and buff the team. Um, you know, it's it's. I don't think you can evolve bubble from where it is. You could maybe consider toning down the damage buff. You could maybe consider toning it down. I think bubble is is in a lot safer of a category because it's either offensive or defensive. You either sit inside defensively or you come out offensively and use the damage buff. I think that's one of the reasons it kind of gets kept in check. Um, uh. Hate to be that guy. I think PvP with Brood's idea, too much mobility to have those buffs. Yeah, you know, it's 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 it is. It's hard to come up with ideas that won't that won't cause issues in uh in, in Crucible. Bubbles only for the damage buff, unless you want to use the exotic uh an exotic space. Yeah. Even if they tone it down, unless it's practically zero, it's still a must pick. Why bother? I think this is one of the reasons combat is related. These two are interrelated. The combat in Destiny is related to the fact that you're like, why would you not pick Bubble? It's it's so effective. Why? Because combat is literally just all about face tanking, like trying not to die as so much damage is being thrown in your face. And that becomes an even, sh- an even sharper cliff in reality when you go into something like a Grandmaster Nightfall. So, you know, you got you you have a very very similar situation on your hands. It's both with well and bubble. It's like why else why would I run anything else? The game the game's combat really doesn't motivate roaming supers or aggressive damage based supers. It motivates, you know, sitting in a well or sitting in a bubble cuz so many things are shooting you. I don't know if the combat can ever evolve to a place where a bubble and a well don't feel like they're just woven into PV, PvE combat identity. It's just woven into it. It's just what you sort of need to lean on for good survivability and good damage output efficiency on a boss's, you know, big, huge health bar. So. That's a good Q&A. A lot of great questions. We're rated an hour, so we're going to transition to VIP call-ins in just a second. If you want to take part in Q&A, you need to be at least a paying member, so you can click join or you can use the uh, the Discord sntrpresents.com uh, to get to that dis- to get to the Patreon. And if you uh, want to be VIP call-in, pick the VIP tier either here as a member uh, on YouTube or again, use the Patreon. As always, I appreciate you listening or watching all of my content in other locations. Please like, share, and subscribe. 
Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the VIP call-ins that followed my talk about why Well of Radiance needs to be nerfed. Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, you can catch me live every day, Monday through Friday, at SayNoToRage.com. When you're on the YouTube, you can click subscribe and the bell button or the join button if you want to become a uh, supporting member, paying member. Uh, and you can also use SNTRPresents.com to go to the uh, to the Patreon. And I just realized that we left it on the synthwave music. So the beginning of this VIP call session getting a little bit more kick. A little bit more kick if <laughs> we're going to switch to the lo-fi for the chill beats in the background here. And I am coming to lightly first. What do you want to uh, talk about? Hey, Lono. So I wanted to... I, I basically agree with you um, about the nerf uh, of, of, of well. Um, I, I just... What struck me today is... Because I'm, I'm a person that I would even say... I would go as far to say just remove well these these kind of supers that are just static stay there and give you this buff because i think it's it's also easy to see how they influence uh the combat and mm-hmm. uh, so much that yeah it has to be basically designed around it um i had the idea for example you could make it like a thunder crash where you you know you you float with the warlock above and then you smash it smash the sword down i i like the idea also with somebody else's and, and basically it destroys all ads but could also give your your allies this buff for example just for a second mm-hmm. but I, I think don't you think the destiny community is somehow really averse to nerfs and i don't really understand why i understand okay sometimes like the primary weapon damage nerf can be discussed but generally subclass changes are always made to make the game more dynamic feel more mm-hmm. alive and people cling on to certain things like the well for i don't really understand what reason and i do you think it's bungee communication problem or what do you think uh makes so many players averse to trying out something new especially if we're staying with destiny 2 I hope they're going to rework stuff from time to time. I want to feel like I'm playing a new game mm-hmm. after like one and a half, one, two years and not think, oh, okay, I'm, I'm just going to put this well down, you know, and, and stand right. there and, and press my fire button for, for two minutes or whatever it lasts. I, that was a point that I was trying to make, uh, you know, in the talk was, do you want to go through Beyond Light? Do you want to go through Beyond Light, Witch Queen and Lightfall and still have Well of Radiance and even Bubble being just center stage endgame PvE loadout choices. Um, we get into similar discussions when we talk about exotics, and you know everybody's using the same exotic, everybody's using the same loadout. And in this in this particular scenario, to answer the front half of your question first, where you said you know why are people so averse to nerfs? I do think historically speaking, Bungie has nerfed stuff that we were having fun with. Even if you concede the point that shards was kind of shards was a little messed up and rigs was kind of an, a never ending and skull you know skull nova was broken even if you can see those points it was really fun and it's like oh that's a bummer that's you know that's that's going away and so i think in our minds <clears throat> we've created that association of if something's getting nerfed they're taking away uh, our fun and i i completely resonate and i sympathize with that because i remember when i finally got the 
Suros regime in Destiny 1, I got it a week after they nerfed it and I was furious because you could tell it just wasn't that good anymore. It, it wasn't worth using in PvE. I remember the first time I saw a picture of it, I was like, I want that gun. Nothing else in the game looks like that. Uh, and then, you know, they nerfed it. So I know exactly why they feel that way. I think what I tried to drive home was you're not the well isn't actually you're not doing anything you're not it's not a super it's that needs to be finessed it's not like an it's not like an immersive super where you launch a nova or you launch a blade barrage or you nail a great you know code of the missile it's you literally put down a blade and everyone's like infinite like health and more damage um it just i don't know it it's one of those things where I was really kind of frustrated when they nerfed the Whisper. I was kind of irritated. But then when I, you know, I kind of calmed down and thought about it, and even Luke Smith said it, it's like, well, this gun shouldn't even exist. It's it's just problematic. Wheezy was uh, saying earlier when we were talking about exotics, he, he was like, there should not be exotics that give you your super back. I think it was Milo. Um, if you guys remember Milo. Uh, he was uh, he was Aussie, I think. He, he was so against exotics giving us our super back because it was like what else are you what you're not going to pick anything else and to a certain extent he was right i remember we were having a big debate about that that was during reckoning where he really tried to drive that uh that home and i think wheezy is is driving the same point and saying getting super back on exotics is just way way too strong but then people look at it and they're like but it's fun why would you take that away why would you take that away and i think people often have and let's imagine that for every positive in the universe there's a negative so if if there's light leaps in the community that want depth and lots of different builds and lots of different variety there are people who are not like light leap who don't care about any of that crap they just want something strong and they want to go into content and just keep using it and they're happy to do that i mean there was it might, was it luke smith that said he has very casual friends that they've just used breakneck for everything and they never put it down um, that's just the weapon that they love. And I think that's another reason why people are super, super averse to nerfs is they're just totally happy to use the same weapon, same subclass until the end of time. Cause it makes them feel strong. They don't see the variety. I think this is one of the reasons that sunsetting gets a lot of criticism because I also think it stems from that place of, I don't zoom out and see the depth and the build and the dynamic potential and the changes and the variety and the freshness that comes from when they shake things up. All they do is get zoomed in on their build, their loadout, and what they love, and they never, ever um, want to put it down. So that I, I think that's why you and I look at it and we're like, dude, this this is stupid. It's not even a choice. You're going to run well. You're going to run bubble. All the, you have nine, nine attunements and six supers, and we use three, maybe four in the end game virtually everywhere. It's like there's so many supers and attunements in the game and less than half of them get representation in the end game. I agree with you. I just think there's two different types of nerfs so far. The one where the community or where they took the fun away was mostly because of PvP, right? The Suros nerf you mentioned, other ner- Blade Barrage nerf. They happened because a subset of the community felt that they were destroying this this particular part, right? Um, in my experience, the if they when they re when they redesigned stuff for the purpose of PVE, they had future content in mind, and then 
rarely took the fun away in my experience. And even the Whisper nerf, if you look at it, uh, because it, I don't remember, did it come before? I think it didn't it come at the same time as the reload buff, uh, reload nerf, so you, you didn't have auto reloads anymore? Because that made Whisper actually kind of viable again. Because it was the only yeah. weapon, heavy weapon, right, which auto reloads if you hit all the shots. So. I I think I remember my criticism of that was pretty unique. I used Whisper in Scourge and I could proc the the three tap on his shield and it bothered me that they hurt it so much. They dropped the ammo and it didn't generate ammo. So it was like my my critique was well now it's literally just sit on the gun until it's time to shoot the boss. That was my main issue. I think I think I was pretty specific in my criticism and that doesn't necessarily make it a good criticism. It was just sort of where I was coming from as a player like, you know, dad gum and I use it this way in scourge. But you're right. I think they did that around the same time that they got rid of the auto loading stuff. That's I think that's true. Yeah. Um I think that's it for me actually. I just wanted to get it out there. Like don't be afraid of nerfs or of reworks more specifically. It it doesn't have to be a nerf. It can be a rework of something like Bungie could say Look, look are the combat is too static during boss fights. You rely too much on, on supers to just keep you alive. Grandmasters are designed around that. So we're going to give you a totally different super that's awesome and fun to play with. And uh, it's just going to change. Yeah, and I think that's the other thing that gets lost in this is that if you really think about what the other supers do, the only way you're going to make them strong enough to compete, you'd have to make them absurd in strength. And... Because buffing six people for 15 seconds, the amount of damage that comes out of that is insane. And if you try to give another super something that was equal to that, it would be it would just be absolutely absurd to give roaming hammers or tickle fingers or chaos reach the strength. If, if you if you do it mathematically and you calculate out and you measure the strength that comes from a bubble or a well, it's absolute it's absolutely it's absurd what comes from it. And so. There is, there, there's literally no way you're going to make another super equal to these. They're comp- they're in a league of their own. It's almost, I'll be honest, you know when you're playing uh, Code of the Missile and you run Skull Fort and you run Ballistic Slam? I feel like a lot of the roaming supers just feel like an ability like that. It just feels like Ballistic Slam. It's like this doesn't even feel like a super. Well feels like a super. Bubble feels like a super. It's almost like the rest of these are just like abilities. They don't feel strong enough um, to be a super, and maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe they're maybe in concept they're too much like ballistic slam. Like, because essentially, when I'm using ballistic slam, people in chat are like, "How does he always have his super available?" <laughs> it's like because that's how we think of supers. They're just little like ad smashers, and then there's like the coup de gras. There's the there's the big boys when you go into the hard end game content. So I. I, I think the identity of most supers is there. There's a clear. There's like second class. They're second yeah. class supers, you know. I think. I don't know why. I don't know if D1 had these moments. I didn't play it that much. But um, what I would love to see is if it Bungie would rely more on enemy uh, amount. So, for example, imagine Thrall. Like you're you're on on a planet. And it's just like hundreds of thraller coming at you. And those situations would be more, you know, kind of like in the first Destiny reveal trailer when they shoot the Yellow Horn at the, at the moon door and these, all these thrall come, come pouring out. 
I think if they if they want roaming supers to be good, they need to create situations where you're actually overwhelmed. For example, with orange bars or orange thrall or something, and you can use them to clear that quickly. Mm -hmm. I think that's also a problem in the game right now. It's very straightforward when it comes to amount of enemies, and otherwise enemies have more health, so you go for more power, but not necessarily for how much you can clear uh, at a time. Yeah, yeah, and I I don't know. I feel like we're so effective at clearing adds. Our weapons and stuff are so strong. It, 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 I think it'd be hard to not go down that road and just create reckoning, you know, where you're just waterfalling adds on us. Um, I think that's the real danger here is if you start creating content that, well, we hope this content really motivates people to use roaming supers. It's like, oh man, that's it's so it's that's so close to the edge of falling off that cliff and just making reckoning where it's just a faucet of enemies, tons of orange bars, right? And it just turns into, well, I have to run this super. It's the most effective. It's I think it's very difficult for them to make engagements where there is a variety of options because so much of what they throw at us can be handled with guns and then we're just like oh it's time to do the boss so we just naturally go to survive and buff and you know it's too it's very it's very simplistic this is where i said when when mechanics and dps phases are interwoven this is where you could take some of your ideas where <coughs> excuse me you have to go clear this plate of orange bars and the fastest way to do it is with like Working a nova with a super yeah, yep. it would be with a super. So you wouldn't have to, but you would know. Listen, if we go clear this plate over here, and because we need it cleared, and then we can, then we would do damage from this plate. Um, think of the room where we fight Callus. If each of those plates were bigger and had to be cleared of some majors that were there, you know, you would think, well, the most efficient thing is somebody. Somebody's got to run Nova. Somebody's got to run this. Somebody's got to run that. So now what you're doing is, is you're interweaving pain mechanics. Uh, and and unique solutions to that pain in order to have a really good DPS phase. Right now, it's super separated. It's like satisfy the mechanic, and then oh, it's time for DPS. When you interweave them, I think that's when you could get into more creative encounters where I don't have to run a roaming super, but man, somebody's got to run a super over here. Somebody's got to run, um, you know, Chaos Reach or something. There's three majors over there with arc shields that are really hard to take down, but Chaos Reach shreds them. Now again, you don't have to, but it would be very, very clear. Man, we're we're losing time on DPS. Somebody run Chaos Reach. That's true. A, a, a small pushback I would give is sometimes supers don't have to be more powerful because they're just fun. You know, for example, mm -hmm. the Fist of Havoc. If if you if there is a situation where you're surrounded by enemies, sure you can shoot the, them all with a gun or back up, but you can also just press that super button and you slam down the arc energy and they all like explode, right? It's also fun. So supers can have this, can be also equal. It's just that they there needs to be more situations where you actually take use of them. Yeah. yeah. If you if you if you slam fist of havoc and then just clear one enemy by one enemy because they're all so far apart. Yeah. That uh, that then then becomes pointless. I agree. Well, and I think Wheezy's giving giving us an example where they got close to this. You have you know Shiro Chi. You have non cheese Riven. These are environments where you clearly said, "Could somebody just run Blade Barrage?" I remember running Blade Barrage in Riven because it was great for taking out ogres. I remember somebody running hammers. I remember um, we, we were we were not just doing this whole like oh standing in a well. It was like there's pain coming from all these different positions, 
and it was clear the fastest way to take care of it so you could focus on eyes as well as then at the end focusing on DPS and in Riven's mouth. It's like get rid of these friggin' ogres. You had people putting up barricades. If you didn't have barricades, it was like, all right, some, can somebody use a super on that ogre to get it out of here? Um, Queen swap too. Yeah. Yeah, there's movement. I think I I really do think movement is key, but we don't want everything to be prophecy dungeon boss. I don't want to always be chasing a harpy or or the prophecy boss. I don't want everything to be a a, a, a 100 meter dash. But I do think movement plays a role and a part here. Um, that the that the movement and the in the shifting in fights like Axis and the Riven fight and Shuro Chi puts us into a position where those supers are certainly helpful, but they're not they're not the only super that's showing up. I there was definitely people running Well of Radiance in Riven and in Shirochi, but it was a mixture. It was that and that's I that I think is the point, is it it was not everybody's running well in bubble. Why would you run anything else? You know, and obviously maybe there's a celestial in there, but Yeah. I agree. Well that, that's it from me. Just okay. wanted to let my thoughts out. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good one. You too. All right. Let me remute him. And then I know Necro wanted to go second. Necro, are you there? Yes, I am. All right. Go ahead. All right. So I wanted to uh, explain question at 630 in the morning. So I was a bit groggy. But, you're, a, uh, you're a little choppy. Hang on. I'm going to try and turn you up too. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, so my question was about um, making the warlock a the well he would move. Mm-hmm. And I noticed during your talk, you actually were stating a couple of things that I actually would mention. So, like, because I play D&D. A bard, he plays a song, he actually buffs the team. Uh-huh. I say the, the uh, warlock concentrates space magic. He uh, has an aura, and he could extend the aura out. And feeding into what you were saying, the harder he concentrates, the more super energy he uses up. He could also extend it out. It's just so like I, what I think is it's 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 needed because let's say this stasis thing comes through and it's like we have to split up the team. Well, mm-hmm. if I got my guys outside of earshot, um, you know, just uh, being frozen, whatever, I would like to be able to move. I'd like engaging boss fights where perhaps you know not everyone's in the same spot so where am i going to go as a support healer i would want to uh you know activate the super and just you know give buffs i don't know uh some people were saying in chat maybe the warlock shouldn't attack i don't know um that's it's always up for like discussion um i was saying also you should be able to choose between maybe health and a perk i know Mm -hmm. people were saying maybe no damage Perhaps because uh, like the well right now, let's keep it like this. It gives them outlaw, so they choose, so they they can reload faster. Cool. Um, always up for debate. Like maybe an exotic can give you a different choice. You switch it out. Um, I wanted to know what you would think about that. I yeah. So I think what's happening is in this in this scenario is anytime we try to solve a problem in Destiny. There's always the, there's the guys in chat that are like, we'll just buff everything else. So those are like the buff everything else guys. And then there's the, just leave it alone, it's fine. And then there's always the solution that feels like it's more complex 
then the game exists. So, like, right now, the role of supers in the game, Titan Bubble, uh, Golden Gun, none of them are as complex as what you just outlined. Now, I'm not saying they can't get there. Stasis certainly sounds like the subclasses are going to be more involved, a lot more build options from what Luke Smith said. But from what we've seen with the supers, they don't feel like they're they're that involved. So I would just wonder if in execution, if the you're asking the warlock to do, I guess more than most other supers uh, ask a person to do. You know, focusing it more, and then it drains faster, and they're having to like pay attention to the people that are around them. Um, you know, kind of like when you're in the Queen's Walk and like the, you know, the thing is shrinking. I think you, did you reference Queen's Walk? Um, uh, if, if you're doing that, I would think a lot of the other supers would have to have similar upticks in complexity because that sounded, and I know, and I, and I think anytime you, (laughs) anytime you pull an idea from another game, somebody's like, well, this isn't that game. This isn't that game. I still think we can glean ideas and take inspiration from things that, happen in other games like when you mentioned the bard singing his song it made me think of brood's idea where you would literally slam the ground and everybody around you would get a momentary damage buff and then an overshield and that overshield obviously is momentary as soon as you start taking damage you know the overshield goes away that that i think that's a better contextualization of like the bard singing his tail and like it his song or whatever and it buffs the whole team um and I don't, I don't dislike the idea of having a roaming support super. I think that actually sounds kind of cool. I would just be concerned about a handful of things. Number one, um, how long does it last and what does it offer? Because even if, even if they're not able to do damage, like the Barry, the, the, the one Titan super where people have to shoot through the shield, um, and the Titan obviously can't do anything, even if you turn Well of Radiance into that, it's still buffing five people, which at the end of the day is is a mathematical problem. You're buffing five insanely strong weapons, typically. Xeno, Anarchy, uh, Anarchy Mountaintop, or Anarchy and a Sniper, or, uh, or 1K Voices. And so, if you're buffing five really, really strong weapons, I think it's going to be difficult for that to ever not still be the go-to uh, super for for all of the end game content, um, and that's why I think so much of it comes down to not just the supers themselves, but designing encounters that promote diverse solutions, which I think is the most difficult thing for them to do. Uh, I think a lot of the times they're they've dialed in the encounters to be so samey and so similar. We just automatically know, oh, it's time to pop well, it's time to pop bubble. So you have to attack this from both sides. Because if you made a roaming well, but the encounters don't really evolve that much, then what what are we netting? Probably a very similar encounter experience where the guy pops as well and stands there with his group. And yeah, he's not shooting his gun, but he's still buffing five people and they're still melting the boss down. So I would, I would still be concerned that this isn't attacking the problem... Uh, in a in a way that would necessarily evolve uh, well of radiance. Again, I'd need I would need to know how long is it going to last. What's the net buff it's going to add? Is it still going to be so absurdly strong, or is it going to land in at least a unique category where it is a tool and a solution for some encounters, but it's not so one size fits all. I think the worry with it being roaming is it be one size fits all. Even the encounters where they've tried to get creative, like the harpy or the prophecy dungeon, 
you've now made well in essence more elastic and more adaptable to these encounters which could pose a problem as well right and like i think also with stasis even though we have like zero information on it i feel like what we what you just explained about my idea they're doing it for stasis they're gonna build like encounters around where you could have fun with it and then that even poses another question how would our older supers work in the new system right like that that's that's all part and play of you know just upgrading the game world and designing better encounters more encounters and yeah, I think like yeah, the idea would definitely fall in the same idea. I hope it's on the table to be like discussed with, because yeah, I don't like oh just prop the weld. Now we're all like huddled up. I don't know how many times I've done Riven where I'm in the front and I'm like I'm I'm even if I'm crouched, I have a guy in the back shooting himself with the rocket because he can't aim. Like I I would rather spread out a lot more and mm-hmm. just spread the team out because instead of like. I, w- I would not want the whole team getting hit by a big bomb. I would rather spread out, make less people die. And like when I play other, you know, uh, it's, when I play other games, support role, that's like my thing. I'm telling everyone, spread out. Even like Monster Hunter, like we have support where we have like a wide range. You know, you have to be in the same zone. You know, it, it's nice. But, oh, if you're uh, using rockets, though, you probably. <laughs> you probably deserve to get blow yourself up. Why are you using rockets in the end game anyway? <laughs> that that person at deserves time, to blow themselves up. At at the time, clusters were great, but we came up with Operation Pock Brox. We we shoot ribbon in the mouth with Telesto and we actually did it. It was fun. <laughs> nice. I said I'm tired of people dying to rockets. But yeah. yeah, um that's that was my that's my spiel. I'm okay. hoping that they treat the new uh super in the same way designing it and also upgrading what we have before use like old content in the system okay well i appreciate you calling in dude i like the uh i like the back and forth and the ideas all right take care all right i am trying to remember the order here i think i'm just gonna i think i was just gonna go up from necro to infinite rest if i remember uh yeah, I think that's where we were going. So, Infinite Rest, I'm coming to you. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Hey, um, honestly, I mean, I was going to want to talk about um, strike bosses and stuff, but then you started talking about <laughs> Warlock supers, and it just got me all worked up as okay. a Warlock man here. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think, you know, the, the key with any balancing issue is to really, um, you know, find the general or the most general aspect of it that is you know, out of whack and then trying to nail that down before we start looking at specifics. And I think the the biggest generalization that we can agree on that the issue with um, Well of Radiance is that there is no skill ceiling to it. You know, everything in a, a game like Destiny is based around ease of use and balancing that with, you know, how potent its functionality is. Um, and Well of Radiance is extremely easy to use. You just slap it down on the ground and it gives you arguably the best healing and also best damage in the game so you know it's got the best of support and the best of uh raw dps and i think the best way to balance a super like that then is to uh bump up that skill ceiling to make it so that you know keep the healing and the damage benefits at the same level that it is but just make it that much more difficult to achieve Mm -hmm. um so you know instead of making it something where uh you slap down, set it and forget it, and you don't have to worry about it. You know, say the 
super jumps out into a third person point of view like all the other um solar warlock supers like um dawnblade and have that character you know putting down say like a trace rifle beam on the ground and then wherever that beam hits it places the well now everybody on the team has to run into that well and the person that is the um you know the dawn blade in this sense one isn't doing damage and they have to actively aim and set the well for everyone to be in it yeah um oh yeah we didn't make sure and say yeah bubble does give more of a damage buff but i wonder that, if that's true but I wonder, though, if mathematically, though, you don't have to dip in and out. Yeah, it's yeah, more consistent. Yeah, consistency. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have accidental deaths then from shooting yourself or your teammates because you're moving around and stuff. Um, I, 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 like, I like where you're taking the discussion by saying that, you know, there's it's the literally the easiest to use. But I guess outside of Celestial, Nighthawk... I'm trying to think of any of the supers that are actually hard to use in PvE that result in like better results. Like maybe Raiden Flux, where you do like light, light punch on a on an Arc Strider, because that that rhythm can be kind of hard. Um, but none of it does it all like well Radiance does, or as good as Radi- right. well, Radiance does. You know, like right. you got Tether. That's easy to use. It gives you some ad control and it gives you a debuff, but it doesn't keep the whole team alive and it doesn't give you the same amount of damage increase necessarily that um, Well of Radiance is going to give you. And it only affects one target. You can't shift targets with that. You know, you're locked to whatever grouping. Yeah, I... Because I, we're, we're getting... Now we're getting into, like, specific solutions. So I like the, I like the general idea of saying make well of radiance more involved you have to actively maintain it or you know because what necro was getting at you have to you have to focus it to maybe make it larger when you focus it it like drains it faster so people need to yeah, like, yeah, tighten you know, up say when it hits a teammate it's at its full radius if it hits the ground it's at a half radius you know you could make it really involved and say uh you know say an ad wanders into your the radius of your well and all of a sudden that well drops down to half its radius now you have uh, you know, an additional factor where, you know, the teammates that are in the well, you've got somebody that has to keep an eye out for ads and make sure they don't jump in. Otherwise, everybody gets their buffer move that is outside of the circle now. You know, that way it would make the person that's controlling the super have to shift it around the battlefield while you're doing DPS. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I also think part of your... Um part of your commentary touches down on brood suggestion because you'd have to be disciplined you'd have to be like waiting for everybody to get there you'd have to time it right the team would have to be synergized or you would miss out you know because oh. his was his was literally you slam and everyone around you gets it like there yeah. would, there would, there'd need to be a discipline and a, and a synergy like a rally there. flag mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so um, so i think your commentary is 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 helpful in that regard of saying if you're going to get this level of benefit there needs to be more involved with either player skill and awareness or just team synergy and timing yeah yeah it's it's about basing uh it's not about basing encounters you know around the super it's about balancing the supers to a point where you can have them in any encounter and it doesn't sway that encounter out of the way you know right i I feel like there's a great parallel here to sunsetting where they were always afraid to make really, really strong weapons because they're like, that weapon becomes a shadow 
over the rest of the game. So they make a raid two years later and they're like, hey, that really strong weapon you made two years ago is still causing problems. Like we're having to create encounters with that weapon in mind. I think supers are doing the same dadgum thing. I just think well is just a shadow over the game. And it's like any encounter you make, we got to consider well of radiance. I, I guarantee you that that was that was part of the discussion from the design team for the prophecy dungeon they they were they were thinking how can we make the bubble well strat less viable i got it we have a guy running from you that you have to follow you have to because mm-hmm. i think the harpy people realize oh you can just sit back and snipe no you have to follow this guy and he's constantly shooting at you so you can't you can't stay on one platform you know like i i think that yep. was 100 Aren't you gonna? Get, aren't they gonna get tired of that? Aren't they gonna exactly. get tired of, of designing the, encounters with that mind? They designed an encounter, and it's it feels great in this meta right now. But the issue is that that's this meta. You know, what if they were to make a whole season about that meta of you know, okay, bosses now we don't want you to be you know staking and baking. You stake that tent down and you bake the boss in that campsite that you created. Mm-hmm. You know, no more staking, baking. The boss is gonna be moving, so you can't stay in one place. That's going to get really, really boring, you know, two or three raids in if that's every boss. Um, and it's because they're, you know, they're catering the um, encounters around the supers when they should really be creating supers that don't necessarily affect encounters directly in that, in that, in that great of a way. Yeah, I call that the reckoning effect. It's like yeah. there's, <laughs> there's something, there's a power there's a powerful presence in the game that is so high they're building something specifically for that you know and mm-hmm. it's like I think it'll start to topple over like when my son gets on the Legos and he wants to make the tallest tower that he can well obviously yes if his goal is to make the tallest tower he can he just takes one brick on top of one brick over and over and over again and eventually it topples over and I think in this environment it's like they're trying to create content that's so that's meeting us on the field of how strong we are that eventually it's just going to topple over and like is every encounter going to be a hundred meter dash to chase the boss am I going to feel like I'm constantly in a you know those chase missions in Assassin's Creed they're the worst like chase missions are the worst like I don't I don't want that everywhere I think there's room for those type of encounters but I feel like they're going to have to become the con- like that's going to be the constant yeah. uh, thing and I, I, I like the traditional sometimes I think there's room for this too in new raids new dungeons and new strikes it's okay to sometimes be like no yeah you can just stake and bake like this is one of those stake and bake bosses I, I think what I just realized with you saying that is that uh, Bungie just needs to commit to a foundation they, they keep bouncing back and forth between you know okay we're going to go and we're going to create this awesome encounter and we are going to balance all of the guns you know the exotics and the supers in this game around this new content that's dropping that's going to be the new meta and then you know a couple of months later they're like all right this is out of control we need to create different content that is balanced around the meta we've created so we create you know a new boss like or you know like a encounter like reckoning where we've got it you know and it is great for that mode and then you know they're like okay this meta isn't working anymore we need to shift things up now that content is just completely destroyed and they have to rework the content. They need to commit to, all right, we are going to balance bosses this way and they are always going to be like that and we are going to, you know, we'll shift the meta as needed to deal with that. Or they're going to be like, all right, we're going to have, uh, you know, a meta that is consistent like this and we'll shift all our encounters as, you know, as it goes in this way. But you can't 
shift the meta and then shift how you're creating encounters at the same time because things are going to get out of whack and you know content's gonna be bad a month later once the meta shifts or content's gonna be too difficult to do you know a month later because the meta shifted and you know all this other stuff mm. is too easy for it yeah, I think Finn Freak is kind of echoing that in chat. He said, to be fair, they create some supers prior to creating the encounter, so at some point you either have to build around the supers or retune it, and I think you're touching on the bigger picture as well, that metas, you know, metas shift almost annually, it feels like sometimes, and mm-hmm. so if if they're going to be shifting annually, then all the content that comes after will likely obviously kind of be in line with it, but then like everything behind also might feel kind of out of place as well. So it feels like the goalposts are almost always moving. Um, and, and I think that's okay, but I also think we're just, I feel like we are, we're just kind of stuck in a rut of, as you called it, steak and bake. Like that is 90% of the end game. And we have what, two fights. We have harpy, and Prophecy Dungeon Final Boss, where Steak and Bake doesn't really work. And I think those are more memorable fights because of that. Like, I think more people talk about them, reference them, mm-hmm. and refer to them because they definitely were targeting uh, the Steak and Bake rut that we're, we're kind of in. Yeah. All right, well, that's it for me. Okay, good. Good call in, man. Appreciate your insight. And we're going to jump to... I think Gilly was next. Gilly, if you're there, I got you unmuted. You're ready to rock and roll, sir. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, I, I want to take this as a broader perspective of how things in Destiny are somewhat unbalanced and unsuited for themselves. <clears throat> um, because I think I think the where well sits at in its viability and its its de facto-ness is a result of most as you said just a moment ago most of our endgame fights end with us standing in the same spot and just doing dps mm-hmm. like like in callus you can run you can run well but you really wouldn't because you got to move from those four plates mm-hmm. or in prophecy uh, you got to move or in <clears throat> um uh, even in Scourge, I mean, you can you can plant a well, but you have to move and shift and adjust. And I think I think sometimes we, I think we should expect more from Bungie on boss fights than stand here and just do DPS. I mean, obviously that's okay in some spots, but even just just I think it's kind of basic. And I think Garden is the worst example of them building a boss fight to give well every advantage it has. Because odds are, if you're not playing with, um, you know, know, your own clan and team, you're LFGing it, you're going to have a spot where you're in the milk, so you're taking damage, you got ads around you, and the DPS phase is short, so you need to get the most out of what you can do as possible. All three of those give, well, every benefit possible. Mm -hmm. You don't take damage, you do more damage, and you can do damage faster. And I think the cards are stacked in Well's favor, along with other supers or just kind of suck um right you know you know you don't do enough damage their end game viability isn't that great um i think there's okay to have some spectrum from um you know like blade barrage where you do lots of, of um you, know, you do lots of group damage um and then to pvp where you're roaming and you're doing lots of single damage against high like high health targets other players uh and single dps like golden gun or or Nova Bomb, or um, I can't think of anything on Titan because they don't have anything. Um, 
So I, I think the cards are stacked in in Wells' favor. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like Brood's idea of switching it up and making it a pulse. And I also think combining it with like bottom tree tether, where you do a pulse and it takes a quarter of your your super, you don't get like as much benefits. And then you can wait a second or two, get everybody together again, and you can pulse again, and you can time it, and then you can you can really finesse it and put some mm-hmm. skill into it. So everybody, hey, get your supers ready. I want to pulse it. Okay, switch to your, your heavy, pulse it. Hey, we're all out of heavy. Switch to your specials, pulse it, and then. It takes some skill, and then I think it's fair to have that much benefits. Because that's that harkens back to what um, Infinite Rest brought up, which is both skill and team synergy and timing essentially playing a part in the damage payout. Like, if you mess it up, or you're not disciplined, or the team's not synergized, it becomes less effective. And Well of Radiance lasts so long... People on in the garden encounter, for example, like you're brought up, they just put the well down way ahead of time because the thing lasts for, for freaking ever. Like it's like it's there for such a long time. And I like that you brought up callus because I think sometimes people forget that being really efficient in callus and getting good damage comes from getting the force of will stacks from shooting the skulls. And that again is where there's a mechanic interwoven with DPS and you have to move from the plate so that's another sort of mechanical and movement so you got mechanics you got movement being interwoven into DPS which it's like plate slamming at axis you're going to get more efficient the better if you use all the plates if you really manage empowerment well and nobody messes up and misses their spot your damage phases on axis were more efficient and that's why I think anytime they want to zoom out on a fight and and make it better we don't need to go so simplistic of like, well, make the enemy run away from them so that suddenly well and, and bubble aren't as good. It's like, well, can we add mechanics and movement and can we interweave them into damage so damage is not so simplistic? Um, because then you could, you could take it and say, oh, if we have to move from plate to plate to plate, take Brood's idea where you can get, if you time it right, three whole slams. You slam the ground three times, and the team's getting a buff from that. But if you jack it up or you miss or you, your team's not together, it you know, you would lose a lot of damage. So finessing timing and awareness would be required to squeeze as much as you can out of the the new version of the Well of Radiance that we've been describing. Um and I I I think we're I think we're zeroing in on all of the various angles to approach this. There's no skill expression. It's too easy. It's too long. It's too influential. These are all things that could be uh, shaved back uh, to to, uh, to to help to help mitigate this overarching shadow that the super casts on the game. Mm-hmm. And I also think we're sitting at a time, especially with grandmasters, where. They're trying to make content that wasn't designed for endgame to be endgame. And that, you know, that delta and and all those modifiers really, really simplify combat to face tank or evade. And that gives, that stacks those cards in, in Wells' favor because that's it's exactly what Wells is good at. Face tanking and doing more damage. Um, so I don't think... I think, and I think Grandmasters also exacerbate this. Where here's just another spot to make well the best. You can't run anything else in there because not everything else is can't compete and can't even walk in. Like you can't walk in and run Blade Barrage 
or you, you might be able to run Golden Gun, but I don't think you could. I, I don't think anything other than Bubble would be acceptable to run in Grandmaster. And that's the focus really right now on Endgame is Grandmasters and, and Prophecy. I think Prophecy fits perfect of, yeah, you can use well if you want to start at the end. Well, this is this is why I said earlier you, they almost have to attack this from both ends because you can't just mess with the super. The super and the encounter designs are interrelated. So you if if that's why with like with uh, with Necro's idea with making it a roaming super or whatever, I was like, that's not going to matter if the encounters don't change. Like if you don't change the encounters to favor everybody everybody standing around then you're not gaining anything so you have to iterate on the supers themselves both their execution their power their their presence but if you leave the encounters the same i you've you've gained nothing we're generally mm-hmm. going to do the same thing uh that we're that we're doing now and you just make the, the majority of the player base mad um i think the well well for like the nerf for well can be justified and it can go over well but it cannot be we're just nerfing well because it feels too strong it's we're buffing supers so they're a little more viable it's we're changing some of the the way content and grandmasters work so you have the ability to use other things because that's a that's a lot of the some like that's a lot of the issues we have with nerfs is they nerf things and don't provide any other option they nerfed izzy's to the point where it's just not good anymore and there's nothing else they nerfed snipers there's just nothing else and that right. that really is what makes the player base especially mad is you're taking all the things that are fun away and you're giving us nothing new yeah yeah i agree i, I we always always i try to couple any time i'm asking for a nerf or an adjustment i always try to say but don't just do this try to raise other things as well and i don't think you can raise the others without making space there's just no space in the super mm-hmm. in the yeah. super ethos because if you nerf the rest of the supers and well is just as good, you're just going to run those supers in the well. You're going to have one dude run that and you 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 buff Golden Gun and you buff Nova Bomb and you're going to stand in there and now you're just going to melt that dude even more, which isn't what we're looking for. We're looking to make combat more in-depth, not just melt it because everything else is viable too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, I'm going to move on to the next caller unless you get something else. Oh, no, that's all of it for me. Okay, thanks for calling in. It was good talking to you. Uh, I believe we were saying that Avenger would go last, so I think it's Techno, then Avenger. So, Techno, I'm coming up to you. Uh, What do you want to talk about today, my friend? You have to unmute yourself if you're still here. There you are. I am. Sorry. I had to talk to my mother for a second. She got me a cheesesteak. Nice. So, uh, Farewell of Radiance... I think it's kind of along the lines of how Whisper and Mountaintop are, where they just it just sort of breaks the game by existing. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the few ways to remedy it would kind of really not make it worth using as a super. I, I say that as a Warlock main, like some people say, well, just get rid of the damage buff, and then it's just nothing but a really big rift. So the super's then pointless. Then other people say, leave it as is, and then they're just trying to crutch on that because they don't want to do that advanced content. And I don't really... I don't see the best way to balance it. Do you... What do you think would 
personally would be the best way just remove it or have serious dev time and bandwidth put into reworking it and making it not central to encounters going forward i i think i think the biggest problem with removing it is you're you're doing two things you're going to tick people off that love the super when I say um, remove, I don't mean like don't replace it with anything, but like if they take out Well of Radiance, it's getting replaced with a different diamond. It's not just there's only going to be two diamonds on Dawnblade. No, no, no. I know, I know what you mean. I know, I don't, I don't. Th- I, I, I guess it's good you clarify because some people might not understand. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Like literally, no more Well of Radiance. Something completely different. Um, Replaced. Yeah, they number one. They've never done that in the history of the game. They've never just like completely, basically yanked a super out and supplanted it with something else. They've never done that. So I, I think that would be like drastic in a lot of people's minds. Like it might, it might to some people feel like an overreaction. And they designed might... like five or six activities directly around Well of Radiance and how it could affect the game and everything. Like. Reckoning was directly designed because of how strong Well of Radiance is. Right, and I, I, and obviously some of those encounters are going away. But in in general, I don't know if we want to go that far. That feels like an extreme reaction because you your, your premise. You started off this question by saying it's break it's breaking the game just by existing. I I don't necessarily think I agree with that premise. I don't know if it's breaking the game. I think it's simplifying the end game and challenging environments. It's kind of flattening out your choices. This is a similar thing that happened in Division. Everybody ran healing stations in Division. You know, whenever the the, the vanilla version of Division's Division's end game launched, it was like just run healing stations because it was so hard your decisions just get flattened out and it's like nothing else is really viable and so I but I don't think that means you get rid of healing stations or you get rid of well of radiance I think you can refine well of radiance to still be a functioning support healing super without it being the the only thing really worth using I think you do this you lower this and you make space for other supers to start to shine. I don't think you can buff any of the current existing supers to be worthy of of the power that we get from Well of Radiance. Like I know Lightleaf's like just get rid of it, get it out of the game. I think if you do that, you have to get rid of the bubble. You have to get rid of Titan Bubble if you get rid of Well. And at that point, I would be really curious you know or, what 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 you're going to come up with in their place cuz they're support they're the only support supers in the game. Well, or we could like solidify them into what they do where bubble is more for damage buffing, well is for healing, and tether is for debuffing, and you could solidify them more into those roles. Take out the damage buffing from well and double down on the healing from it. Yeah, and I mean we could take Brood's idea and use that as an inspiration to change what bubble's like. Like what you could do with the Titan bubble is the Titan has to hold it to keep it up and while it's up it's protecting and he's got his arms out you know the way they did they, the way they did in the one scene he's got his arms out and he's holding the bubble up and then once everybody's in he he lets go and he, he pulls it in and it buffs and overshields everybody like similar idea to what Brood's idea is it's something that requires synergy timing awareness and when you pull it off everybody comes in and gets the buff and now you got like a temporary buff for the boss but it's also support oriented maybe in a certain environment you're like no I'm just going to sit here and hold it we're, we're, we need this shield right now um, I, but, but again that's that's respecting the spirit of a support super and, and refining it and creating like a new version of it 
and then when you do that you leave space for the others to come up um, yeah poor banner shield right like any iteration on bubble even bubble itself just makes banner shield look po- it just looks pointless well that was originally one of the ideas I had for balancing wells to make it more like banner shield where it's more roaming you don't sit with it and you have to hold it yeah yeah that's true that's true I just if you if you make it too involved it'll irritate people I don't want it to become this juggling act it needs this to be is, somewhat well, simple set it and forget it right now another thought yeah. I had was uh there's like a total pool of healing that well can do and once that healing's all used up it, it just disappears like how the Titan bubble has a certain amount of health it can take before it breaks so mm-hmm. it's it still has its duration but if you're sitting there face tanking damage it's going to drain a lot faster right yeah i thought about that too like it could drain more people that are in it it could it could run out of time quicker like if you put down a well of radiance in like the vex milk or something that burns and you stand in it the well of radiance decreases faster because you're constantly getting healed from it because you're not sitting there at max health right right so I just I, we, even with I the suggestions like of making I, I feel like say, even with the suggestions to make it more skill oriented if you make it more skill oriented there's still a ceiling there like a lot of the supers don't require that much skill either with the exception of maybe like celestial like everything else is pretty straightforward celestial is pretty straightforward shoot him in the head Right, that's the only one that. But that's what I mean. Like even that one, it's like, yeah, that requires some skill and some timing. But like none of the supers require that much skill and timing. I so. just completely lost my train. I thought I had something else. Well, we're actually at like fifty-three minutes, so I'm actually happy to go to Avenger unless you have something pressing. No, I just completely lost my train of thought for what I was going to go do next. Okay, no worries. I'll go bounce over to Avenger. Thanks for calling in, Techno. And we'll end the call. Avenger was getting pretty ticked. We were taking all of his uh, his his talking points. Is there anything left for you after all that? Yeah, there is. Um, you know, the first thing I was going to talk about is sorry, uh, but yeah, the well change. You know, it's there needs to be a multi pronged approach. Is what I was saying in chat. You know, there, there's multiple things, and it, it to me, it's not even just the you know well change and the combat change um, you're talking about. I do believe that our weapons also need to change when coming forward. When we talk about these exotics um, that, especially exotic primaries that feel underutilized because they are ad clear exotics and we can just use something like mountaintop or other weapons that just do it just the same. If we make supers, if we if we balance the ad clear exotics or balance the ad clear super for encounters that would have these heavy ad clear areas, then the exotics would either just feel useless or the exotics would be the only thing that would be used because supers at that point would just feel like, well, why would I use the super if I could just use a somewhat all right support super but have something like Trinity Ghoul where I'm just firing arrows and killing every ad. I don't need to have the super to do that. Right. Like there there needs to be some change with you know, weapons itself, with multiple things. And for encounter change, um, there's a few things that were talked about there, but I when you look at something like last wish or i think last wish was the last piece of end game content because 
uh, that wasn't that wasn't affected by well when you look at the content the content is 10 times easier with well but without well you have to be you don't have the damage buff so you have to make sure um if you're doing enough damage that's great but um sure she you might have to hit her with the stun um to extend the damage phase a little bit same with morgus maybe instead of wiping you stun him so that way you can go into another damage phase to go on with that uh there there are more things that got affected because of well being implemented into the game and then you look mm -hmm. at something where scourge of the past where literally the buff is the same size as the well reckoning is just was made around well and you know, crown of sorrow i think just got so much easier with having well placed in there i feel like a lot of content is being looked at with well in mind and like you said you shouldn't have to say oh we need to develop content with well in mind vice versa we need to don't we don't need to make content saying well how can we stop people from using well i think they just need to make content and the supers and abilities around there should be balanced to that content yeah and i think that's that's always the dilemma is you either end up with the reckoning effect where it's built so that you have to use well or you build content where they you you using well seems stupid you know because you're like oh we have to run so much like i do think there's a nice happy medium where you know, well can have its purpose and its in its function, but it doesn't feel like the only thing worth using. And you're not creating encounters to like, you know, oh man, if you use well, you're an idiot. They created this encounter to like stop you from using it or prevent people from uh, from using it. When when whenever this comes up, I I do think that people forget that supers are meant to be you know, complementary, you know, capstones to whatever it is that you're doing. And they're in, and I think in a lot of the, the, a lot of situations we're talking about, both exotic heavies and supers are kind of holding the same space where you just wait until it's time to damage the boss. And then you use those items. Um, we've constantly talked about trying to make exotic primaries worth using, uh, you know, I said they should get a damage buff in endgame content whenever there's a delta. There should be a modifier that makes exotic primaries stronger, so then they outshine legendary primaries. But then, as you're saying, if they were to do that, then all of a sudden ad clearing is handled by the primary exotic and you're not using your super. But I think that's okay because I think exotics and supers kind of hold the same space. They're kind of interchangeable. So maybe you don't want to use an exotic primary. Maybe you want to use a roaming super to take care of the ads. And so now you're being given. A problem with multiple solutions um, so then you might say no nah, I really really like using this support super so I'm gonna run Huckleberry and it's gonna be great for ad clear because it gets that end game it gets that end game buff but then you might say no nah, I really like using 1k or anarchy for this encounter so I'm gonna use you know a legendary primary which means um, you know you're you're gonna want to use maybe a roaming super to handle those ads i just think it's there's always that tension of if you create an encounter or an ad flow or an environment where they're hoping to see you use a certain tool or super i think that's so so dangerous to turn into the reckoning effect where it's like you're making the content specifically for that um uh, yeah the when you're talking about you know having you know if you have the option you know i can use maybe i want to use a support so I'm going to support super. So I'm going to be using this ad clear exotic primary and vice versa. I want to use this ad clear. So I'm going to use this heavy weapon. At the same time, there has only been a few encounters 
in Destiny's history where that's been the case where it's been, okay, let me look. Um, this is going to be ad clear thing, so I need to make sure I use ad clear. You know, this is what it's always been. It's always been ad clear encounter or heavy uh, damage encounter. There hasn't been really a good balance between each. The only balance I've ever seen is Shirochi. Yep. I think that's the only encounter that's actually done that properly. So it, you have to look, and that's also another thing. You have to look at also this is a multi-pronged approach where encounter design is also affecting how we would have to balance these supers and then the supers are also being affected by the exotics and there's so much stuff there's so many variables to this and i feel like that having all of this change and how much i want this to happen i really do i want exotic primaries to be useful again i want more combat encounters like shirochi because that is one of my favorite encounters like ever um you know i want things like this but i don't think that if one th- i don't think they're going to be able to change all of that at once and if they change one thing at a time, it's just going to cause even more problems than what we have now. Yeah. Yeah. And this goes this goes even back to like the the annual moving of the goalposts. If they create a bunch of encounters around well and then they all of a sudden change well, then you have a problem. It's like, what are those encounters going to look like then? Like, I think Reckoning is a good example. As soon as they nerfed all those exotics, Reckoning became a, a, just a dread to go run. So then they had to nerf Reckoning. Uh, so you're always going to have the situation. And I think that's why your point that they don't ever want to build encounters around a super or in a way that that is incentivizing the the non-use of the super because what are you going to do in a year when you've made you've made adjustments and changes to those supers or attunements now all of a sudden that 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 content's going to need tweaked again too it's going to be like a what's that um what do they call those things they always have them on their desks in movies and you know real real wealthy offices where you pull the ball on one side and it hits and it moves the ball on the other side i forget what those are called um, yeah it's like that, right? It's like Newton's cradle. It's like, wham! Oh man, we tweaked the supers. Oh, it made an effect down here. Wham! We gotta change the encounters. Dink, dink, dink. It's basically like the pendulum. It's the, the pendulum swings this way, and then it has to swing back that way. And I think that there's a super big danger of falling into that trap right now. If they don't get get some of these supers reined in a little bit. They're going to spend the next two, three years creating content around the Well of Radiance, which will, I think, lead to some of the boredom and some of the frustration we've been talking about. And then if they ever d- address Well, you've got all this content now that, it w- that d- would, would need to be tweaked because okay, you built it around the Well of Radiance. You know, you, you've... Imagine, imagine trying to run the Garden Encounter without well it, it's doable but it would be i think it would be more frustrating because a lot of that environment is really pushing you toward a, a a thing you can stand in that keeps you alive and gives you a damage buff on the boss you know it, it's they've just they've got to move away from it's it's reactionary they're always at their worst when they're reactionary proactive bungie is always so much better when they're proactive and if we spend the you know year four five and six in a reactionary you know I was going to make this point too when you were talking we're so strong people forget how strong we are I want you to imagine right now going into Wrath of the Machine hard mode with Well of Radiance and Oppressive Darkness and Guillotine it'd be stupid it would be the literal dumbest thing ever we would he would be like a strike boss you would plate slam so you'd always have Well and then everybody would jump on him for final damage phase with Guillotine in a Well 
hell and oppressive darkness. It'd be literally the dumbest thing. He would die so fast. We are unbelievably stronger than we ever were in D1. And I don't think that means you need to nerf us, but you gotta, sh- you got to polish down some of these sharp edges. We are just, we have so much at our disposal for buffing and debuffing. And Bubble Dark Drinker and Tether were the same. Yeah, but we you can stack even more now, though. Bubble Tether did, I don't know if Bubble Tether stacked. It was like, it was like, you know, Melting Point and Tether didn't stack. So, but right now you could do well and then you could do an oppressive darkness and well i mean keeps you i guess you're not really getting attacked in there but again i just we have so much at our disposal for buffing and debuffing i think that's something that has to be considered that you know well is just this undercurrent always making that that choice for you like just yeah just run it and you'll always have it yeah the um another point i was going to make is when we are um when we were when we were talking about the um you know especially being powerful um i think is a good thing uh we had content and i think sunsetting and vaulting content actually will affect the issues that we have going forward with being super powerful um sunsetting obviously you know isn't the only way to balance but uh, it will help in some sense of taking down that you know power creep that we're kind of getting at right now and then vaulting content can be the start of transitioning away from being reactive bungee and being to proactive bungee because they're saying okay well we know that that this content right here we know that reckoning is so dependent on well and we want to make sure that things aren't dependent on well so let's let's throw it out of the game you get that content on the game that game is just something that we made we don't like it let's make content that isn't so reactive about that make it so it's proactive about the content that we're making you know, there might be sandbox changes to well we don't know about that but i think vaulting if they can do if they do this right when they vault to content that is so dependent on these certain supers and if they do this right and they make content and encounter design based around the like an own philosophy and not reactive to the supers i think maybe in the future we can get to the spot where we want to be where it's not so dependent on well and maybe even well in the game it could be something that might be better. It could be something that, you know, with well in the game, but these encounters are different and maybe there's some tweaks to well, maybe it can be in a better state. Yeah, and they also could say it's okay that there's encounters maybe like Final Boss Garden where well and bubble kind of take center stage. But right now it's so many encounters where it takes center stage it's okay if there's like one or two encounters where yeah duh this is this is a great loadout this is a great build and what you're saying they could really start filling the new raid the new dungeon you know the the new the new aspirational environments could start to really utilize gameplay movement and mechanic decisions so that suddenly well and bubble aren't that strong again i don't want to spend an entire year chasing bosses because they don't want to send wells and next to a bubble but i don't think it's that bad if you know because if you think about all the things they're removing what's going to be left for for end game aspiration you got last wish and you got um garden well garden's the only out of the two riven is the the last wish raid is not really built for bubble well some of the encounters are but some are not and if you want to effectively use wells and bubbles in shirochi you got to chain supers uh, obviously cali is very well oriented because you're like just down in that center area and then you've got uh you know morgeth another environment where well is really good but then you don't really do that when you're in the vault and unfortunately, Riven is a joke, but if Riven wasn't cheesable, uh, that and Queen's Walk 
are other environments where it's not really king and then you've got garden where garden you're, you're moving for the opener and then you've got you know the one where everybody's running in different directions with the teleporters and then you've got the the harpy that runs away from you that's kind of well bubble and so is the last one I, I think no matter what you're going to do sometimes you're just going to have environments where well and bubble kind of take center stage but if they rein them in a little bit and, re- and raise some of the others and create environments that really promote some of the others, then I think we'll be in a better place. We don't want to. We don't want to overreact here and in six months be like, yeah, nobody's running well in bubble because they've been nerfed into the ground. They're invalidated. All the contents, you know, fast and running. I, I don't want that to be the case either. We don't want to create the antithesis of the of the negative we're currently living in. Like all of a sudden we're doing the exact opposite. Now well and bubble are never used. I did. We don't want to create you know, the the same evil that we're trying to combat here, so. And the, something, you know, talking about your point saying, if we weren't as powerful in D1 with all the stuff we're looking at, and I think even with the changes they're going to bring with Vault of Glass, we're definitely going to see that with Vault of Glass brought into the game. A hundred percent. Even if, even whatever they do to it, they're not going to change the core mechanics of it, at least I think. Atheon is going to be a freaking breeze. It is going to be so easy to do and you know and to me and it's because of how powerful we are in the game and i i don't think that it's going i don't think that it's going to be hard at all because of that i think the mechanics you know learning that's going to be a difficult part but damage wise damage phase if you can pop a well while having the relic popped up while having oppressive or any debuff on atheon plus any of the exotics we're going to be using that's going to be insanely strong against him yeah, I hope they throw curveballs at us, though. I really do. I hope everybody go- struts into Vogue with, like, this swagger and this confidence. Like, we're so strong. I hope that game knocks us on. I hope that raid knocks us on our butt. Just totally takes us by surprise. Because there's a part of me that thinks Bungie definitely has pride when it comes to day one raids. And I don't think they're going to let us just dump all over Vogue. I don't think so. Now, a week or two later, sure, but that's true of literally every raid. Like, a week or two later, and we're just shredding it. That's why I think they need to go back to normal hard, so hard is looming on the horizon and is always ever-presently difficult. I think the hard mode should always have contest on, so you're always seeing sword. So there's an ever-present sort of pain and threat of death that doesn't go away i think that's needed but i definitely think one or two weeks in yeah we'll be taking a dump on it but we do that to raids now anyway and i think they're going to try to surprise us day one um they're going to throw us curveballs it's not going we're not going to strut in there and beat it super fast you know i think knowledge of mechanics and environments is definitely going to aid us and it, that'll be some grease on the wheels but um bungie definitely likes to trip us up one of their favorite things to do <laughs> uh so i I'm, I'm excited about it i do think you sell raids like vogue short if you don't bring hard mode i think there's a bigger impetus now to bring hard mode than ever because you're bringing content back that had a hard mode you there was a different thing going on in vogue and kingsfall and wrath when you went up to hard mode and if you bring those raids back without hard mode then i think you're you're selling their value and quality short you know yeah 100 percent. but yeah that's really all i wanted to talk about a lot of my points kind of got already talked about to at least some depth so okay all right well maybe i'll let you go first next time because you got you, you've been getting bumped to last well you asked for last the one time um yeah, yeah, yeah. but you, you got bumped to last today so good talking with you i uh, appreciate you calling in and okay. 
thank you to everybody who called in today man this is great I, the VIP call in sessions are getting we're getting more people involved which obviously means I'm having to maybe sometimes cut people short like I'm not letting people make two, three, four, and 5 points about an hour to an hour and 10 is I'm totally fine with that if you want to be involved in VIP call ins you can do it by becoming a paying member on YouTube click the join button and pick VIP and get in the discord or you can go to the Patreon if you'd rather do that sntrpresents.com will take you to uh, the Patreon. You can pick that membership there and then get in the Discord. As always, we're going to keep on streaming if you're here live, but if you're listening to this elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe.